So I thought we were missing somebody. Duke, you're here. I'm going to be leaving yeah, well, very soon, though. Well, in an hour. Yes. We've got an hour, haven't we? Yeah, well, that's a good job because Ginny's not going to be here for another 25 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. He's just a nightmare, I tell you what. God. So should I talk for 25 minutes, take 35 minutes off, and then start up again? No, 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 oh. no. No, we're just going to start without him and bring him in when he comes. I was teasing. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't fanny around on this podcast. Not like your thing. Bloody hell, fire. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, didn't think we were ever going to get going. <laughs> but no, it was very good. It was very nice being on there, actually. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for doing it. Yeah, no, it's cool It's cool being on somebody else's where you're not having to worry about anything. Do you know what I mean? I'm looking forward to that today. I know, it's cool, isn't it? It's cool when you just got to just sort of chill. The sound effects just happen. The sound effects just happen. Um... Right, I guess we should just get going because Chini's not going to be here for 25 minutes, so we might as well get cracking on. And then I guess Chini will come when he comes, and I don't mean that in a sexual way. Or both. Or both. He'll get here when he gets here, I guess. Welcome, yo, to the veteran gamers. Juju, Chini, I've got it's free to join apart from the one-off joining fee of 40 pounds and then the monthly payments at 42 pounds a month for the first month and then it's 18 pounds for one month and then 43 payments of 92 pounds for the next 367 months. And welcome to show 230 of the Veteran Gamers podcast. So, yay, 230! Are you just showing Seth how many soundbites you can overlay? I wanted to introduce him, ladies and gentlemen. May I introduce our special guest? (laughs) Seth McNitt! Hello! Hello, there you go. Yes, I'm showing off the sound effects for him. He's never heard this wide array of sounds I have at my disposal. All live yeah. at the same time. Doing it live! Jesus. So Jesus the other Christ day I heard Christ. an interview with uh, Carl Reiner. Are you guys familiar yeah. with him? Oh, yeah. I'm not. Who's up? He's a famous uh, old American actor, comedian, okay. writer. Uh, Stu, have you, you saw Spinal Tap, right? I have. The director of that, the, you know, the guy with the hat? Rob Reiner. That's Rob Reiner. Carl Reiner's I know dad. Him. Ah, Carl Reiner right, okay. is 92 now. It's crazy. Oh. Jesus. Uh, so he was he was doing this interview and he was talking about he uh, was on Johnny Carson 47 times. Oh my and the last week of Johnny Carson before he retired back in the 90s, he had Carl Reiner on again because he had been on so many times. And Carl Reiner said, well, you know, I'd really like to have a nice round number. So could you just bring me out three more <laughs> times and introduce me real quick so I can be at 50? And now I'm counting right now. Let me let me tally this up. Okay, so this is my first time on the Veteran Gamers as a guest host. So I'm just wondering, could you guys introduce me 49 more times, really quick? Uh, we can introduce you. We can not introduce you, and you can be on zero times. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what. Why don't you be Mel Brooks and I'll be Carl Reiner? I hate being Carl Reiner. <laughs> as uh, when Mel Brooks was on The Simpsons. Oh, is that right? Uh, yeah. Anyway. God. Right. Um. Right, we're going to do a bit. Out and I'm about Duke, and that's Stu. In a distance, it is, yeah. Seth. 
And if you don't know by now, you should have been listening already. Well, <laughs> well if it's their first time, it's fine. Yeah, well, I guess so. Um, but we're going about ask about face this week. Oh because, goodness! I know Ginny's not listening. around. I know, yeah. Ginny hasn't arrived as of yet, right? And there's an iTunes review that sort of relates to both myself yo, and Duke. So yo, I thought, yo, yo, yeah. yo, 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 you want some iTunes reviews? So I thought we'd do that first and get it out of the way, you know what I mean? This is crazy. Seth's... I know. And everything's bizarro world. Exactly. (laughs) So this iTunes review is from Gotterdam R. Okay. Where do people come up with these weird names on iTunes? Whatever, the daddy. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Gotterdam R. And he says uh, this. He's entitled it Sometime Annoying four stars i only took one of the stars come on i know he says on the whole i really like the veteran gamers podcast yes sometimes it goes on a bit too long and yes the sound effects can get a bit annoying but on the whole i like it and we'll keep listening one more thing somebody tells you that no spoilers means no spoilers now i think on the whole you give spoilers once in a while. That's what's on the... Yeah, but I'm, I'm pretty... I try and do it in a way that's not too revealed. That's not the point. He says if you say no spoilers, you should give zero spoilers. You sometimes no. give spoilers about stuff that's <laughs> one hour in, and you go, oh, it's only one hour in. I guess, but then I never give anything away that's really sort of pivotal. That's he's, got, true. he's gotten better, Duke. He has gotten better. I'm not arguing that, this was Stu's idea of no spoilers. He's like, okay, now I don't want to spoil anything, but he <laughs> dies at the end. Okay, so no spoilers. No, no, but... no, no, no. That's not true. But I do. No, I do but try you and will go it. an hour in. He lost his dog. Well, but I try and do it on. <laughs> but I don't think it's that big I... a deal. So, so what? I know on games that I don't think people are as bothered but you about. Don't I wouldn't know do what people with... are bothered by or not. I gave. I have given no spoilers at all for the stuff like The Last of Us or The Walking Dead. Not unless it's a spoiler show. Well, that's good, but you know what? Or The Wolf hey, of Look, look if, if I were pl- if I if, if I were listening to a podcast and I just started playing Quantum of Solace, I'd be like, this game is awesome, and then they go spoilers. But nobody likes that game, so blah, blah. I would be upset. So my point is, you don't know what people are going to care about or not, so you should only give spoilers for stuff that's more than, like, 10 years old. Yeah, but nobody likes that game, so who hey, cares? Hey, hey. Just say. I just don't understand why the person would say that the sound effects are annoying. I take great care to be very subtle and understated with my sound effects. Yeah, but the dude the week before said the same, didn't he, when the week that you weren't on? You know, you weren't, you weren't on, but he said... Urban Geek said, tone it down. <laughs> yeah, I am, this is me toned down. You should hear me when I'm not toned down. He says he says you're a He says you're a typical over the top yank and just shouts way. The fact that I'm from America has nothing to do with it. And you know what? I could be annoying even if I whispered. There you go. There you go. I'm never complaining from America. It has to do with him being from Florida. Hey, hey, hey! That's true. <laughs> That's true. There's a lot of annoying, boring people from Florida. So yeah, so so I give away spoilers. You're annoying, and the sound effects are too loud. And we need someone to write a review that criticizes Seth. I know, yeah. You're not a real veteran yeah, gamer. You can leave those reviews over on the Boss Wave podcast on yeah. iTunes. Yeah. 
No, leave us leave us well an hour is telling us what you think of Seth. That's what you should do. Um, just to carry on, just to carry on the Arse About Face uh, podcast this week. I know. Uh, we have got one speak pipe this week, so I thought we'd do that now while Juicy is playing. Speak pipe! It's the way to leave a no, message no, it's for crap. us. Who's it from? <laughs> it's just... It's just the best intro ever. Uh, it's from Jason. Of course. Um, I mean, yeah, it's quite good. It's quite a good one for you. Edit. No, it's quite edit. Good. Me it's complaining quite... out. I love okay, go on, go on. I'll give him a shout out. Speaking of everything going backwards, it's time for a shout out. Hey. Um, I will thank Jason. He sent me like a hundred stories for the syncast, and I really appreciate it. Someday I will make another syncast. Anyway, here's Someday. his speak pipe. So guess the game. Can you guess the game? Nope. <laughs> Silent. No, he's not. He's not. Listen. What the shit is this? I thought it made me jump. Go. Yes. In television. The only game I remember from a television is Astro Smash. Hang on, five seconds. Dungeons and Dragons. Oh. There you go, he told us anyway. That's a shame. I should have known that because that's one of the only other games I played on the Intellivision. You see, we we have no idea in the UK because I've never even had an Intellivision. That was an American thing. That's all right. Really Thank you, Jason. So, Seth, did you have any clue as to what that was before he told you? No, I didn't. It sounded familiar at some point, but then I realized I don't think I ever even played in television. I just played Atari 2600. Do you know, I think the issue is a lot of those games from that era all sounded the same because there was only a limited amount of sound bites you could use, yeah. weren't there, really? Yeah. You know, it could really have been anything. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been any game. Um, what I would like to talk about, so that's got all that shit out of the way. And um, what I would like to just mention is, did you see this story this week about Google Glass? No, I did not. No. Okay. So, do you know the phrase, only in America? Yes. <laughs> that, that kind of sprang to mind. Because if you've got some new kind of technology that's kind of cool, what, what kind of thing could you utilize it for, only in America, then? Just see, see if you can think Pledge about that. Allegiance to the flag, strangling a bald eagle. X-ray. No. Pardon, what was that? X-ray glasses. X-ray glasses, no, no. Not using the metric system. So what, what, is, what is America infamous for? Having too many guns and shooting each other. Okay, right, you're, you're getting bored. <laughs> oh, my God. Google Glass, what does that have to do with guns? Exactly. So how could you use Google Glass with guns? To somehow profile when somebody has a gun. Nope, worse than that, unfortunately. Okay. Profile who doesn't have a gun so you can shoot them and not worry about getting shot back. No, what you can actually do, though, is attach a very special camera to the top of your gun instead of a telescopic sight, <laughs> which allows you to then target and shoot people round corners. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I know. Why not? I was wondering how I was going to shoot those people around the corner. Exactly. So I can stay nice and safe and kill all those drug dealers round the corner without them even being able to shoot back at me. There you go. Job done. Yeah. Um, 
I must admit, I sat and read this, and it's some gun, obviously some gun manufacturing company that's come up with this. Of course it is. And I just sat, and apparently it's only in prototype stage yet, it's not on general release, but they are planning to release this to the general public. And I just sat there and... Well, exactly. supposed to shoot people around the corner. I know. Or over boxes. There you go. And it can even, I think they can put like built-in heat sensors and all sorts of crazy shit. On a happier note, also only in America, you hear about this slender creepypasta thing? Yeah. Oh my god. What the hell is wrong with people? I mean, on the on the bright, I guess there isn't really a bright side, but on, on the bright side, on the lighter side of this story, I know they didn't really. At least they didn't link it to the video game Slenderman. Did I know they? What's shocking just... to me? I think the thing that surprised everybody the most is apparently people actually read the stuff on creepypasta.wikia.com. I had no idea. Well, I just again, again. I mean, don't get me wrong. This is meant crazy normal, shit. Period. Yeah, crazy shit happens in the UK as well, but that's twelve years old, wasn't she? Yeah, they years. all were. Same, the same age as my daughter. You know what's funny too is uh, not funny. I mean, whatever. Like, I want people to know that we all recognize this is a horrible tragedy and it's a really serious case of girls doing something nuts and it's a beautiful awesomeness that she lived and all the rest of it. For those who don't know, these girls read a Slender Man inspired story on creepypasta.wikia.com and then they said, we want to be minions of Slender Man. Let's kill our friend. And they dragged her out to the woods and they stabbed her like 19 times, but she lived. Um, 12 years old, dude. Yeah. The yeah. friend of mine, uh, the friend, yeah, she's a teacher uh, who sort of co-teaches a class with me and she started out, did, did, she, she goes, did you guys hear about the um, the girls who tried to kill their friend over that video game, Minecraft? And I was like, what? And she had it wrong. She she had it, she thought Slenderman was Minecraft. And I was like, how, why would you, what are the monsters in Minecraft? What are you talking about? So, whatever. I just thought that was weird because for a while I was like, whoa, now Minecraft's going to be linked to some violence or something. I don't even know what, what they're going to do. Knock them to death with a hatchet. I you guess could cool. do that, yeah. There are a lot of ways I guess you to could. actually kill a person. But anyway, yeah, moving so. on, we should talk about something else because that's very sad. Yes, it is very sad. Yes. It is very sad. But at least, it, like I said, didn't try and link it to video games right. for a change. Yep. Even though there is a Slenderman video that's game there. or two. You know, it is a shame, but yep. that's the world that we live in, unfortunately. unfortunately. Um, talking of video games, I have played some... Are you seriously like, talking about video games? One game that I would describe as quite possibly the most depressing video game I've ever played. Oh, yeah, how? Are we into this now? What you been playing? And that game is the Cat Lady. Oh, that's a pretty depressing game. Wow. I mean, seriously, wow. You probably got further than I did, huh? I got quite a way in. Well, I'm, I'm up to the second. Spoilers. And when I mean in the no middle spoilers, of, I mean no spoilers. In the middle of the second chapter I'm up to. Okay. Um, that is one crazy-ass game. It's crazy, no doubt. I mean, I, I've played a few games in my lifetime. You play Heavy Rain to say that this is more depressing than Heavy Rain. That's saying something. <laughs> it's, 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 way, it's way more depressing than Heavy Rain. No. Um, the story's more depressing. Oh, definitely yeah, the story. The experience even, of playing Heavy Rain is the most depressing thing ever. It's, it's not. not. That's your new catchphrase, dude. Stop being so bloody melodramatic. Whatever. 
I will yeah. never stop being melodramatic. There you go. You just you're just living up to that guy stereotyping you on the <laughs> yeah. iTunes review. All right, I'll that's what you, that's all you're doing. You're just feeding him, man. Right. You're just feeding I'll him. I'll be relaxed now. Go ahead. Um, it's about the cat lady, man. I mean, the cat lady. I've got to say, yeah. artistically, I love the way it's all obviously hand drawn. Yeah. Um, and the animations they're, they're not the most fluid, but it's they stiff. just kind of work. It's stiff. Yeah, it's stiff, but it works for what it is. The weirdest thing is a control scheme I found. Yeah, it's, it's weird. A, it's a really odd because all you use is the arrow keys and nothing else. Yep. So unlike most of the point and click adventure games where you use the you know the mouse pointer to click where you want to move to or things you want to examine, in this you kind of just move left to right and use the up and down keys to highlight stuff and this choose a, to look at it. This is a point and click game with no pointing and no clicking. It is. It is. It's a point-and-click game with no pointing and no clicking. You just use the arrow and the enter, enter key. Yeah. yeah. Um, I must admit, the first sort of part of the game I got on with quite well. And I mean, there's not a lot of puzzling. It's just a lot of dialogue, really. It's a little it? bit of go get this key from this other place and then bring it back here. Yeah. 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 So you get yeah you get a couple of keys and that's kind of it, really. There's not a whole lot more nope. to it. But. It's kind of shocking. Something happened, and I was just like, didn't see that coming. And I don't know whether you, how far you've I've, got. On I don't that. think I've seen anything shocking yet. So, yeah, I'm looking at um, that now. I know, yeah, but it, it's kind of. In, I mean, I picked it up in a, one of the indie royal bundles. I think it was one of those hmm. things. Yeah, uh, with a few other games. And the only, re- I only really bought it for that game. I wasn't really that bothered about all the other stuff that was uh, included along with it. Yeah. On, and I think, go on. Sorry, is this on Steam. Uh, well, yeah, it is on Steam. Okay. So the actual keys for, for, were for Steam, but it was through an Indie Royal. It was like $2. Hmm. So it cost me like pound fifty for all the games that were there. Yeah. But I've I've kind of found this with the Humble Bundles nowadays. Unless there's one particular game I want to play, I just kind of don't bother buying them anymore. It's well, yeah, and, and, and I'm amazed at how many games I've never heard of with these bundles. Because every week it's like check out our new super tree bundle and i go look and it's like what the hell are all these games i've never heard of any of these and they all look like crap yeah i mean i've just i've just bought the latest humble bundle because it had um galaxy on fire 2 full hd in it yeah huh? so i kind of bought and the the book of unwritten tales as well is meant to be quite good so i bought it for those two games really Mm. But it had a lot of stuff in it. It had like this beat buddy Tales of the Guardians and Spirits, which is quite good. I've played that before. Uh, the Great Jitters Pudding Panic, whatever the hell that is. Um, Crazy Machines 2, which looks kind of interesting. And, and Risen, which I've heard is quite good. No, it's not. Risen's... Is it not? I thought it was all right. Is it not? No, I didn't like But to be honest, I only bought it for Galaxy on Fire 2 anyway. Well, you can try it with no loss of money. No loss, but yeah, so it's it's pretty good, really. This is the Ger- humble bundle German edition, apparently. Achtung, Achtung, baby. Um, so yes, I played I played kind of that. Uh, which thing? I've finished. I've started, and I finished the last door episode two, yeah. which just gets better and better. I've got to say, I am totally impressed with this game. Gameplay is closest to what other game? Um. The gameplay is closest probably to the original Monkey Island, I guess. Ah, so point and click then. Oh, yeah, no, it's a proper point and click. I gave you all the links to this last week. I don't pay attention to links. 
And it's free. So? For God's sake. You don't even have to pay to play it. You can just donate whatever you feel is enough. free. No charge. You just rub. I yes. mean, you are seriously rubbish. Yeah, seriously rubbish. It, it even plays in your browser. You so don't even what? have to download it. It what? plays, it in, plays your... in my browser. It doesn't mean I'm going to play it. I know, but yeah, I think you'd like this. It's uh, it's very sort of, you know, sort of Lovecraftian. Uh-huh. Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe. Okay. Sort of lots of sort of influences from, from those two very sort of famous literary well, That does it make me want to play it more, but more than <laughs> and it's, is, you know, there's not. And it's it's one of the few sort of point and click adventure games that it's kind of makes sense. You know, none of the puzzles involve stuff that you can't work out or understand okay, what you like meant that. to do. Kind of. There are some that are a bit more obtuse, I guess. Yeah, I but so but in this game has very accessible puzzles. Well, when you pick up something, you've got a vague idea what you need to go and do with it. Yeah. You never pick something up and go, I don't know what I'm meant to do with that. Well, just because you have a lollipop with a cat head on it, that doesn't mean it's weird. No, I guess. It's good, though. Yeah. It's very, very good. I can totally recommend it. The Last Door. The Last Door. Okay. The Last Um, last Door 2. No, it's just called The Last Door. Oh, second to Last Door. Okay. But it's it's in five episodes. Gotcha. Oh, so there's five, and I've played episode one. Are they all two. out now, or we got to wait? Uh, I'm not sure. Episode three is available to play. Okay. So Are they going to do a thing? Play. They should do, like, the first four episodes free, and then you're really into the story, and then they're like, fifth one costs $20, and you're like, no! Well, I thought that's what was going to happen. That's I, thought that, I should patent that. I thought the first two were going to be free, and then I would have to pay for the third one, but apparently I can just play the third one. There you go. So... You know, the, I mean, it's really cool, and I am going to donate when I when I get to it. Yeah, right. Um, get to the end, you'll be like, yeah, it's not good enough to donate. Moving on. <laughs> but they, they, they sort But all they're asking for is, um, like, either to donate or to go on Kickstarter to help them donate. You know, for for the Kickstarter to keep get it finished. Uh, so they've done. I think they're up to episode four, and chapter five has just been funded. So they're up to chapter four, and chapter five has just been funded. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you have to pay a dollar to unlock Chapter 4 instantly. So that's what you've got to do. Dollar? Ugh. And then they've got a $15, $15 premium subscription. Play all chapters as they launch, pay oh, to access. Much, that's much, that's much. pay to win, that is. That's not... I'm just kidding. It's, <laughs> it's really, really good. Honestly, the music's fantastic. The dialogue is... It's re, you have to read it. There's no actual oh, spoken reading. dialogue. But it's just... So well written and so creepy and so mysterious and cool. I, I just can't recommend it enough. And I just wish people would give you know get more games like this a chance. Really, it's gonna so, pay to read, huh? I know, right? You don't have to pay. It's free. I've just told you that. <laughs> God, you just wanted to listening. read. I'd go to school. <laughs> free. <That's> free. <laughs> talking of talking of free, um, one of the free games I got with the PlayStation Plus this month was Pixel Junk Shooter Ultimate. F R E E free, no charge. Which is kind of free because it's on PlayStation Plus, but because you have to pay, yeah, pay for PlayStation Plus, maybe not so free. Well, so I guess. So it's free, it's kind of free. It's right. included. Maybe that's a better way. It's how included. is it? Well, it's included with you know. No, how is the game? Oh, how is it? It's good. Yeah, it's good. I've played it before, but I didn't play a whole lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I can't remember what I got it on now. Where I got it on the 360. 
when it came out, or whether they on the PS3, I don't remember. PS3, yeah. Yeah, it might have been PS3. It's Pixel Junks or PS3 or PC, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really good. It's really, really good. I've forgotten how cool a like, little shooter puzzler it is. Um, it's, and this, as far as I can remember, this one sort of mashes together one and two into one game. Is that right, I think? Mm-hmm. The ultimate one? I mean, it's like both of the games mashed together into one big game. That's what makes it. So, right. yeah. Eh? Sorry, go on. Hmm? Oh, I just said that's what makes what it ultimate. That's what makes it ultimate. So I'm, I'm playing this mainly on the Vita at the moment. Um, so I'm sort of sat and I can just sort of sit anywhere and play it on the Vita. Um, and then the last thing I've played this week is Republic. Have you heard of this? No. Yes. Yeah, so one per- at least one person pays attention, Duke. <sighs> just saying. <I'm> just... <laughs> I don't even care. I know. Uh, Ripple Bleak, which is like one of the first proper stealth games on the iPad. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I kind of saw this when it came out, but it's it's not the cheapest of iPad games. Four ninety nine. Oh my god. Well, it's ten. It's ten fifty nine or something for the season pass. Holy crap! I know, and I am tempted. I am tempted, but I don't know whether it is anymore. But the first episode was free. Ooh. Um. So I thought, well, I'm gonna, I'll give it a whirl. I'll give it a whirl. And overall, I am very impressed. I mean, the voice acting is really, really solid. The scripting is pretty good. It's pretty good. Although they've got a French... I don't know whether it's an English person or American person pretending to be French, or whether it's a French person talking in English. Uh, But they have a character that talks with a French accent. And I don't know whether you've heard it, but we used to have a comedy show back in the 80s in the UK called Allo Allo. I don't know whether you've ever heard of this. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Well, it's not hello, hello. It's like hello, hello. You know, it's like French. It's like it was sort of based in World War Two with the resistance in France. And it was this really stupid comedy sitcom yeah. thing. But they all they were all like England English actors and actresses, but spoke with really terrible French accents. Oh, the talk like this. Sacre bleu. Uh, well, she kind of sounds a little bit like that, the baddie character in this, and I'm just like, nah, I'm not too impressed with her. But the main character sounds quite good. I'm French. Why do you think I have this outrageous accent? And <laughs> the way the game works is you're like a... It's a little bit like Night Trap. Oh, God. I know, I know. But not so seedy. Hmm. Does that kind of make sense? Because basically you're like the camera... So it's more of an operator. audio cassette rather than a CD... No, that's just rubbish. Uh, but you, you're kind of the, the the sort of camera operator. So you operate all the CCTV cameras and uh-huh. you can sort of see what's going on through them. And you have to guide her to where she needs to get to to avoid all the guards and stuff. I see. So you have to. So so there's two kind of modes. There's one mode where you can see everything you can interact with to like other cameras. No one or... fucking cares, you. Hey! Hello, how are you? I am T-I-R-D. Oh, tired. Yeah, what the hell are you spelling? I don't know. Tired? Tired? I am just literally, literally got back from Reading. What were you doing in Reading? Good question, Stuart. Um, I you were reading! <laughs> I don't fucking know, because I went to a tattoo convention. Now, some of the listeners what? might know 
that I don't have a drop of ink on my body at all. And I'd like to concur that I still don't have a drop of ink on my body Except at all. Except for this life tattoo on my chest. Except for this massive Master Chief that I had on my penis. What about, <laughs> what about that anchor on your arse that you're not telling anyone about that I've seen in our, uh, you know, in the beaver? Well, uh-huh. yeah. Is it in the beaver or is it on his ass? <laughs> no, it's definitely on his ass. <laughs> so I went there because... Stuart, you have met my brother. I have met your brother. I don't know if you saw him. He might have had a, uh, he might have had a shirt on. That, like, I did notice a couple of tattoos. I think, if I remember right, very rightly. tattooed man. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, so he had another tattoo. So we went to a convention specifically to get a tattoo. But, 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 but basically, the guy that does his tattoos is a is a chap called Clint, right? He's based in Wolverhampton. Clint Eastwood. <laughs> yes, Clint Eastwood, based oh, in Wolverhampton. Oh, that's amazing. That what are the odds? He's really changed his career. Um, <laughs> and he's a very good tattoo artist. He's do, he, he was entering a competition. And he's, Clint said to my brother, Pete, Pete, if you can make it down to Reading, I will give you a free tattoo. The only catch is you don't get to pick it. I do. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a big penis on your face. Now, the thing is about tattoos is once you have a few, I think you care less about what goes on your body. Believe Expect- it or not. So did he get it like, I love Sharon? Um, no. <laughs> What he actually got was the moment in Castaway where Tom Hanks starts a fire. What? Really? That is actually what um, he got. That is a really weird Why did the guy want to tattoo that on your brother? Um, Because he sort of thinks that it symbolizes, you know, that man, like people take things for granted. The indomitable spirit of humanity. That moment sort of really expresses like him discovering, you know, what it's really like to be. Um, you know, grateful for things, and that's what we I've mean. experienced that in Rust. Yeah, it's exactly like Rust. Yeah, <laughs> Seth McNicht, everyone. I know he's here. Hello. Yay! So wait, I want I want to clarify this. So your brother now has like a a pretty good likeness of Tom Hanks on it's his body. Very, he's a very talented. Uh, I am trying to find it as we speak. Um, <laughs> in fact, I think I've found it. I think I've got it. Uh, copy image URL. I believe that is the right thing to do, and I will put it in. And then everybody on the show notes, if you want to look, we'll link to it. Oh on God! The show why notes. does Tom Hanks have an enormous erection? Oh my God! Wow, <laughs> that'd be awesome. And, uh, but the reason why I went there before you asked that—it's on his thigh. Then it's on his thigh. Yeah. All right. I was trying to figure out what it's the hell. It's a very like the fire. It just looks like a big slab of meat. It's a, it's a very, very well done. That so looks exactly they, like... People I mean, are probably starting to ask the question, well, Mike, why the hell did you go? That's a good question. A very valid one at that. Well, the thing is, it's on his leg, all right? So, and if you have a tattoo for six and seven hours straight, you it, it will hurt, so he can't drive. So that's the reason why I came back. Ironically, it didn't really hurt him that much, and he was okay. He would have been okay to drive, but he, there's no way we would have known that until... Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you know what's weird about it? It, it almost looks like a, a like chalk or pastel. Uh, no, well, the other thing is as well. I thought, well, while I'm down there, right? Seeing as I'm going to be sitting around for six, seven hours doing nothing, I might as well do something. Yeah. And I have access to video cameras. Right. So I have a little camera which we all sure, surely know, which is called a GoPro at work. Uh-huh. And I thought I'll slowly steal this GoPro and take it on and take a little tripod. And I set up the GoPro and I took a every thirty seconds I took a picture with the GoPro of the tattoo being tattooed on my brother's thigh. Uh, so you did time like a time lapse. I did a time lapse uh, of the tattoo. There you go. Is it up? 
Uh, it's not up yet. I've made it. I've finished it, but I just need to add some music. Ah. So I'm going to add... You don't mess around, you, I finished it while we was there, and while we was waiting to be judged. We didn't win, by the way. Or my brother didn't win. Or his brother tattooist. Yeah, I want to see the tattoo that did win. Um... Wasn't that great to be honest? But well, what the hell? Why didn't your boy win? What, what, game what, of the year? Do you always agree with game of the year? No, Derek? never do. There you go. But what won? What was it? It was like some weird pattern all the way down the back of this guy's leg. Like it wasn't really that. What, like a Celtic thing or something? The other, uh, but the other one that Clint did on the Saturday was that he did King Kong and some planes flying into his face. Nice. So he did that one. Uh, there's some cool ones like Mike Tyson, Tupac, and um, as not. There wasn't any gaming ones though. So nah. no gaming ones. But they were all sort of you know a lot of movie related stuff. A lot of movie related, like, yeah, all real people. You know, like Mike Tyson, things like that. Um, as I said, Tupac, Edward Scissorhands was one of them. That was quite an impressive one. Mm. Again, I think tattoos are nice to look at, but no, thank you, sort of thing. Hey, Amen. I don't. I think sometimes they're not even. Nice oh yeah, most of the time they're but shit. But this one's oh, you can agree, like that's a quite a cool tattoo. Again, I wouldn't have it on myself, you know. No, go, definitely not. No Pete, but like you know, I suppose uh, he's not really fussed. He just likes the art. So there you go. Jeepers, jeepers, creepers. Anyway, just to finish off about republic, and also yeah. I have really bad hay fever right now, so I'm oh. sorry for sniff. So we'll, we'll get used to your snorting and snitting and sniffing okay. everywhere. As you were, uh, yeah, republic. So yeah, basically the control scheme of this is. You can look Board. through, like I said, <laughs> shut up. Two <laughs> two types of camera view. So one is is it's in like almost like negative, you know, like film negative. And then yes. when you're in film negative, it sort of scans and you can see all the electrical stuff you can interact with. So it might be to unlock a door, unlock a box to pick up stuff. Um, it might be to control a different camera so you can see further ahead of yourself. And then you've got to work out the route to send. Hope, she's called, the, the main character. You've got to send her to get to the objectives. And you have a, when you're in that view, you also get a little marker or a thing to tell you which direction you need to be going into. So you've just got to... It's, it's a lot of getting from point A to point B. The only What's sort this? of... Probably, Is it a platformer 3D? No, no. It's, it's like a full 3D stealth game on the, on the iPad. Third person, at the first person? Uh, no, it's from... Like I said, it's from the viewpoint of video cameras. So you're like ah. the security cameras. Okay. So, and then when you're in normal view, you then tap on the screen where you want her to go to next. So and sorry she'll for obviously... sniffing everybody out. Yeah, it's all right. And then she'll go to like a corner and sort of, then you have to work out. And you can see, you can like do upgrades so you can see the routes the guards are going to take. It's very sort of pattern orientated. They do the exact same route over and over again. Um, but you can do stuff like lock them into into rooms and stuff. So if the, if the path takes Is this the an indie game? Is this door. a... No, no, no. It was. A, it, this was quite. It is. It's an indie developer, but this was quite a big deal when it came out on the iPad. Okay, iPad. Okay. Because, yeah, because it was the first proper like stealth game for the iPad. Okay. You know where they really sort of came up with a unique way of controlling stealth, and it was all about sort of just sort of directing this this woman around. If you double tap, you can make a run. Um, it's got a really interesting mechanic if you get caught. Because rather than doing a game over screen, what they've managed to do, which is quite an interesting way of doing it, around every level they've put various places where there are cells, you know, like holding cells. So if you, if you get caught, they just lead you to one of these holding cells and you just sort of start from that part of that level to get to your next objective. So you then just sort of let her escape again. But they're very crap guards because she just escapes over and over again with your help. 
Um, but it's it? good. It's quite cool, and, and obviously some of the cutscenes are quite cool because they do it from like the mobile phone view, so from the camera on the phone view of her face, and when she's walking, you can see everything bobbing around like she's walking along with a phone in her hand. So it's, I like it. It's, it's well worth a look for free, but I, it was tough to sort of pay the £10 odd for the season pass because I, I liked it, but I'm not quite like, I didn't quite like it that much. I see. To do. Um, now, whilst we have got Seth here, uh, you know, as our Seth. guest, uh, yeah, I, thought I, I, thought I'd let, I thought I'd let him go next and tell us what he's Has Duke gone yet? No, no, we're going to do Duke Jesus next. Jesus Christ, then. so you'd be going for 45 minutes. I know, I know, I know. Duke, you got that. Also, or, or, or that being said, that being said, should we do Duke because he's got to go in sort of 20 minutes and then come back? Wait, how long does it, say, does it say to say, uh, well, hello, testing, one, two. All right, how long does it take to say, I played Rust on a weird server? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's have a listen. Let's yeah. have a listen. Well, sorry, yeah, Seth. We'll do, sorry, sorry Seth. Seth. We'll do no, Duke no, first. Move out of the way, Seth. Yeah, and then we'll. Good thing we'll, he's we'll here. Said like next. three words the whole episode because we haven't let him. I know, bless him. Yeah, <laughs> he's got <laughs> his own show. Shut up, and uh, no, I'm kind of hanging back. He's got your own show, Seth. You want to talk? You fucking talk. He's not loud enough. Seth is the most laid back that show. I will. I will. I'll kick your ass. Anyway, I'll make my own podcast with blackjack and hookers. Yes, I did play some more Rust. I'm getting sick of that server I'm on though because the lag is horrible. There's just it's too popular. So, whatever. I've been looking for some other stuff. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Really... Just a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't tell me, you. You're getting fed up with That's funny because I, I just listened to, to the episode last week that, that I wasn't on. And I, you literally just told me, Duke, oh, it's the best one. I don't think I'm going to get sick of it. This is the yeah, one. I'm, I'm never going to get sick of this one. And then I got sick of it. I'm a liar. You can't believe me. <laughs> you're like one of the guys something that, that fall... I didn't lie about. You're like one of the guys that fall in love too quickly. You know? Yeah, like, exactly. It's like, I love her. She's the one. I hate her. It's like Bender. Like, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Cut to, hey, I'm sick of her. The, the trouble is, Duke, it's lust, not love. Of course it is. But last week, as you'll recall, I was in lust with the story about my uncle, and now this week, I'm happy to say that I finished it. And you know what? Wow. Don't oh, play this God. game. I'm sorry, people. It's the same pattern. It's no. So what, what do you mean, the same pattern? I'm, I'm out of lust same? with a story about my uncle. Don't so why, why, what, what went wrong? Okay, so... The, the mechanics, I said last week, really nailed it with regard to the first-person platforming. And for the most part, that's true throughout the game. But the grappling gets ridiculous at a certain point. So you have to pull yourself toward these rocks, but not all the way to them. And at a certain point, you're using stalactites on the ceiling to grapple and there's this huge canyon and you have to recharge your grappling device every two hooks so you hook to a stalactite you hooks to a stalactite and then you have to recharge your glove and then you have to hook to another stalactite you're constantly falling or moving upward and it's just it's so frustrating it's the most frustrating level of a game i've played in years I was literally like spitting and cursing and like, ah, this sucks. But I knew I was close to the end, so I couldn't stop, you know. And I finished I'll it. Tell you, and then the end. I'll tell you what, you say stalactites the weirdest way ever. Stalactites? Well, you say you say stalactites. Yeah, stalactites. Wow, that's weird. We say stalactites. stalactites. Back me up, Seth. Stalactites. 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 It just sounds weird. Stalactites. <laughs> it's so nice to have a fellow American. 
I know, yeah. Anyway, it's just, here's the thing. I figure, okay, you know what? We're getting to the end. The story's going to have an awesome payoff, and it doesn't. Story's, like, non-existent. I was like, come on. And you know what? I said last week that the little creatures that you meet are a little weird-looking. They're all weird-looking, and there's no reason to have them, and it's so dull and there's there the little creatures are everywhere and they're just doing their thing. So when you walk up, they just keep stirring the pot or whatever they're doing. And it's just like, why are they even here? There's no reason to have them. It's trying to shoot for atmosphere and the graphics look. I mean, the 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 world looks beautiful. There's these floating mountains and stuff, and like it's really cool to look at. But the story's garbage and the game mechanics get really frustrating at certain points. So I don't, I mean, ultimately I guess I would say it's kind of borderline, like know what you're getting into and wait for it to be on sale. Right. How, okay. So how much would you say? Cause you kind of enjoyed the first bit. I did game. enjoy the first bit and I enjoyed a lot of it, but ultimately I would say thumbs down cause the story is just not worth it. So how, how much would you say is a fair price for this game? Three dollars. Which is what two quid? Three dollars. It's really not worth a lot of money, I would say. I mean, I I feel mean saying that because, like I say, the the environments do look nice, but I just don't think it's worth it. Three dollars? That's mean. That is. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. That's really mean. Yeah. Because I don't think nine ninety nine. I'm saying. Nine ninety nine isn't too big an amount of money to pay. It's not, but like I said, I would definitely wait for this to go on sale. So, so what would be your review noise for this game? Uh, uh, yeah, it's not good, is it? I guess it started well, started really well, it, didn't it? It, started, it did start really well. And like I said, you know, I don't know. Other, other people might be less harsh on the lack of story because I was really hoping for it to have a good story because it has elements of you know, it's kind of got a Bioshock feel. It's kind of got a you know, in the fact that you're up in the sky, it's kind of got a Bioshock Infinite feel. Um, but it, it doesn't do anything with that atmosphere. That's the worst thing about it. It just has the atmosphere, and then it does goes nowhere. You see, I was—I must admit—I was—I was kind of shocked not to see the forest on your gameplay list this week. Why is that? Because I—well, I thought you'd be well into that. I haven't got it. No, no, I know you haven't got it. That's what I mean. I was just surprised to see that you hadn't picked it up. I'd have thought that was something you might have gone for. But here's something that I did learn. I haven't played it because I haven't got it yet. But Chinny, you know Hidden Path, right? I'm back. All right, I'm sorry. I have to mute because I'm sneezing. Hidden Path, remind me. The game developer. They made one of your favorite games ever. Seth? Hidden Path. Ooh, no, I've yeah. stumped the, the podcast. It's it's hidden. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it? Um, oh, defense they made a game that the initials of the game are DG. Defense Grid. Yeah, defense, defense Grid. Yeah, there you go. They've made, they're making a building crafting game <gasps> called... I don't remember what it's called, but it's out on Steam early access. Um, right. uh, games, Hidden Path Entertainment. Hang on, Windborn. Yeah. yeah, I'm so into this. It looks really interesting. Now, apparently, there's not much to do in the game yet, so it's kind of a Minecraft clone. But they are going to develop it to have like quests and adventures and stuff, and I'm really eager to see. But it's thirty dollars, so I'm like, no, thank you. But well, I am going to watch. Is. This is the one. I really got think this is the one we're going to fall in love and get married again. I'm saying. Wow. It looks that's, exciting. That's, that's all I hear. Because, you know, I hear this with Rust 
to, you know, you, you get addicted to these games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you throw them away. It's not. Well, you heard me last time complaining about two of them, so. Yeah. You see, can I just say, what I love about the forest are the user reviews that are on Steam oh, currently. Yeah, what is it? A to baby, 10 out of 10. No, no, no. Listen, this, this, this is what, here we this go. This game was obviously uh, made by Satan, 10 out of 10. Right. Wow. Got out of the plane and ran as quickly as I could. First time I played, they attacked the plane like three minutes into the game, so I figured they were attracted by the crash. Found a quiet place. I built a shelter and made a fire. Cooked a rabbit, but it started raining, so I couldn't keep the fire up, so I found some berries, and luckily, they were not poisonous. Yay. Went to sleep. Woke up early morning. There were three naked guys stalking me outside. They attacked me, and I ended up slaying all of them. I built one statue with their heads and legs. <laughs> Later in the morning, three other naked guys came near my shelter. I burned Is this the my statue. Toy you? <laughs> I know. I burned the statue and they ran away. They came back five minutes later with three more accomplices. I couldn't handle their attacks, so they kidnapped me. I woke up in a dark cave with only a lighter to show me the way. I heard a distant shouting that scared the living crap out of me, and I saw about thirty passengers hanging upside down from the ceiling above me. I tried to find my way out. I know it's like a story, isn't it? I tried to find my way out oh, of the cave. Exactly, I still reading it. Shut up. I almost couldn't see anything, and I could hear them. I know they were watching me. Then, after a lot of stress and sweating, I found the exit. I was so glad to finally see the sun. Then, some extremely weird texture rendering just started spawning trees, flowers, and life in front of me. Then, went on the run, trying to find my shelter, but I was very low on health. Got cold. I got jumped by a naked girl who were on top of a tree. She took me by surprise. I shouted in real life. I saw my cat running out of the room, scared of me. Finally, I take a close look at the naked girl just before she gives me the final blow. The last comment I have heard before I die. Hey, I can see her titties. So there you go. Okay, <laughs> well, anyway, other games ten out of ten. playing. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Yeah, it is 10 out of 10. Madam. What did you just read? What was that? That is, that is a, Steam re- a genuine review on Steam for The Forest. That is, that is what... That is how they play. Someone else has done a full no, journal. No, 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 no. We're not reading another goddamn game. I'm not reading it. Game. Can I'm I talk reading. about what I've been playing? I got 12 minutes. I'm just saying they did, like, journal entries. Great. Thank you. People, if you want to hear more of that, you can listen to Stu's <laughs> new podcast. No, just... Stu reads Steam reviews verbatim without stopping. <laughs> well, no. Or you could go on Steam and look at the reviews for The Forest. That's what I'm saying, because they are funny. I can't believe people have taken so much time to write these reviews in this way. Yes. It's hard to believe what people will spend their time writing online. The internet is a fascinating playground. (laughs) I've got to read this. I've got to read this, because it's very, very short. It's only one line. For God's sake. Chopped off Cannibal's leg and whacked his friends with it. 11 out of 10. (laughs) Yes, that's the new thing. People want to be known on Steam. So they write (laughs) one weird sentence and then they put 10 out of 10 or 11 out of 10 and they go, would play again. Goat simulator, ate a tin can, would be goat again. 10 out of 10. And people go, that's brilliant. That's kind of like that other thing I saw, but it's different. I'm going to upvote that review. Was this review helpful? Yes. No, it wasn't. You thought it was funny. (laughs) Don't lie to me. I saw this thing about uh, Watchdog Steam reviews, and they had one on there that just says, I just stole $300 from a guy with cancer. 10 out of 10. There you go. That's exactly what I'm talking about. There you go, listeners. That's your mission, listeners. Find examples of that same pattern and say them into the speak pipe and send them in. That'll that'll make Stu happy, and I can move on with what I'm talking about. All right, go on. Carry on. Okay. Floating Point is a game that's available for free from the makers of Gunpoint. 
And it's yeah, boring points. He's called, isn't he? What? Tom Francis. Who knows? Anyway, it's dull. I thought it would be interesting. It's really not. It's. I mean, it's kind of intriguing design, but it's it's not a game. Like it's just you click around and things fly back and forth, and then that's the end of it. Doesn't uh, it make music? I thought it was linked no, to the sound. No, it's boring. Anyway, uh, sure they had a Steam sale for ah for the awesome, which is a, a tower jumping off simulator. Ooh, okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. It, that's what it is. It's base jumping. You, you're on top of a tower, and then you jump off, and then is you... 3D. Is it not meant to be an Oculus Rift game? Not it sure. is available for the Oculus Rift. It is in 3D, to answer your question. Seth, do you have any questions about this game? Can you say oh. the title again? Ah! For the oh. awesome... Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, as you're going down the side of the building, there's other buildings, and if you get near them, you get points, and you get hugs and kisses, which I don't know what that means, but uh, there are people on, like, crossways standing nearby. If you get near them and give them a thumbs up, you'll get points, and all this... It's really weird, and it's kind of fun. It's it's basically you're just falling, and you try to get points. Uh, whatever. I'm glad I only paid it's a kind of, You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the beginning part. I'm looking at a video of it now. It reminds me of the beginning part of Saints, Saints Row, Row the Third. Yeah, exactly. The very beginning where you only go... Only it's not as the cool, play. so whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. Uh, it's yeah. neat. I'll probably play it here and there, but you know, it's not revolutionary. And then the final thing I'm playing... Actually, there's two more. One is an iOS game called Folt, F-O-L-T, which is sort of bejeweled-ish, sort of like Snake... You know the game Snake, where every time you eat a dot, you get longer? Yeah. And sort of like um, Bejeweled, did I say that? Sort of like Tetris. Yeah, um, you basically, you, each, you have a square on the screen. Let's say it's black. And then your other squares are always going to be aqua. And they give the colors to you one at a time, as in Tetris. And the square that you fold next comes off of the square that you're on. So you can either go above it, you know, north, south, east, or west. And you end up making this chain of squares... And you eventually need to get three in a row. So it takes a little bit of planning to figure out, okay, if I go to the right and then up and then over to the left, I'll have the third square on top of the first one or whatever it is. So right. it's kind of cute. It's free. There's probably something they want you to pay for. But so far, I've, yeah, it's kind of neat. It's it's not anything amazing. But you're looking for a little distraction while you're going to the bathroom. Fault, F-O-L-T, may be the one to try out. And then finally, uh, Sniper Elite V2 was free on Steam for like 24 hours. Ta-da. Ta-da. So I went and got it for free because free, I mean, you know, free. And I've been playing it a little bit. And you know what I really want? I really wish there were a mode on this game where you can just sit up in a tower and snipe people all day long and they won't know where you are and they won't have anybody to get to you. Yeah, that would be good actually, yeah. That'd be awesome. That's all you want to do. You've been doing that in Rust. That's all well, you want to do. They made me take down my big tower, so I'm like, I'm on a level. I'm on a fifth floor tower. Can't snipe people from fifth floor. Come on. I'm beginning to worry about you. And dude. there's no sniper scopes in Rust. It's all hollow scopes. You can't snipe people with a hollow scope. I want just a simple game. I mean, Sniper V2 has it's all sniping. Why can't they just put me up in a tower and just let me go nuts? And maybe it could be a time trial. Like how many people can you snipe in three minutes or something? There is a mode. It's like a horde mode. But they're constantly coming from the left and the right. And you have to switch to your sidearm and all that. I'm like, no. Put me in a remote spot where they don't know where I am. But I'll tell you this. You see? Sniper Elite, they have the thing where you shoot a person and it shows the rib cage collapsing. I'm like, yeah. 
You see how if you if you took that completely out of context of video games, how bad does that? Yeah, sound? not like your naked girl saw some titties, aliens killing me. I I didn't say that though. That's what someone's put on Steam, yeah, not but me. You loved it enough to read it. No, I didn't love it. I just yeah. felt it was funny well, and weird that someone did that. Anyway, Sniper V Elite. It was great for free. It was I, great, but I couldn't see in a tower. And and I have it on the easiest mode, and I'm still sucking at it. So I don't know how far I'll go with it, but it was free. So like whatever. There's a game for you, Duke. Oh, yeah? It's that uh, headshot on Xbox 360 Indie Game. Oh, I actually played that for a little bit, and then I was like, eh. You can never Sorry. get But there was probably no tower. That was the issue. Yeah. Well, yeah. No slow but anyway, gut shots. Um, yeah. And then God. I bought another game called, like, Susan and Michael or something. I don't remember what it was called, but it was cheap, and it was like... Story based, all story, all the time. So I was like, "All right, I'll check that out." And uh, uh, I haven't played it yet, but I have it in my favorites. Can I just say as well before you go, right? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there for you, Duke, Uh-oh. and you've got to prove me wrong, I guess. Okay. Um, the last door I would say is better than Decay. Ooh, that's throwing down the gauntlet, baby. It is. I, 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 I have personal. a lot of stuff to read. Yeah, but it's not. Got, it, it, it's interesting though. It's well written. I believe you. It is well written. I'll, yeah, I'll give it a try at some point, especially if you sent me an email. And it's free. No, I put it in the. I put it in the chat last. I know week you before. did. That's why I didn't play it. God, you just rub it. No, I need it's email reminders. A, I'm in my last just, week of school. It's all coming down, baby. No like, way. All, all you have to do. Grade. All you have to do is open it in your browser. No, I did. I opened it in my browser and then I made and it then save it as a favorite. Games. Is there right. No, no, last door. Here it is. Yeah, but I didn't play it. Because when I go to check my email, it doesn't. there's not an email going, hey, play this game. If you had an email there, I might play it. But I put it in there that's again just in case game. Seth wants to give it a whirl. Look, I've even put it in there. Play, play it and come back, and you could tell Stu to suck old bub. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> it's very good. I don't know what that means, but Bim Bam says it, so. Anything else from you, Junior? Is that it? Give a couple shout-outs. It's time for a shout-out. Hey! Kevin Fye gave me some kind feedback about the sound bites. He says it makes it an ace podcast every week. Yay! Thank you, Kevin Fye. This is for you. 27 buzzers. Now, that's it off. I'm going to do 27. Jesus Christ. You know, I... What? I often think people who listen are listening to something different than we're hearing. (laughs) <laughs> Pete Seriously. Sharkey uh, had some. Ch- I had some chat with him about the Fallout New Vegas stuff, and uh, he got the bo- uh, ba- uh, bounties mod working because he had to disable something else. But he didn't realize that he had to do that until I told him the way. And then he told me about a mod for Fallout New Vegas called CASM, which might help me not have to start a new game every time I play uh, Fallout New Vegas. So I might try that at some point. So thanks to him, and thanks to Seth for filling in. Yay! Hey. Yeah. Well, Well, kind of, but you turned up anyway. You turned up anyway. turned up anyway. Exactly. All right, I got to run. Thank you all. Duke, Duke, before you go real quick, can you say the name of that game one more time? Which one? The one I was playing? Yeah. Uh, I played Story About My Uncle. Thumbs down. (laughs) 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 For the awesome. Thumbs up. There you go. Sniper Elite V2. It's a thumbs up if it's free. I just think he wanted you to say, ah, for the awesome again. That was all. I see. Uh, I thought maybe you were talking about Rust. I'm like, yeah, Rust, baby. Yeah, no, because we didn't know you'd ever played that game. Most people don't. I know. All right, Duke out. Bye. Bye. With all this. Bye, Duke. Bye, Duke.
Yeah, well, what is with all the stupid sound bites, right? Oh, God, my thank God. God. Seth, you can talk. Oh. I know. <laughs> I feel like I'm Jeez. freed. Say what you like, quiet. you won't listen. Unshackled. I know, you've been quiet for too long, Seth. So what have you been up to then? What games have you played this week? Uh, I have played... Well, the first game I just played a moment ago was called Tweet That Picture of uh, Chinny's Brothers Tattoo to Tom Hanks. I tried that. <laughs> I tried to play that game. 10 out of 10. <laughs> and what happened? Uh, Tom Hanks did not reply. No. I'm, uh, I'm optimistic that Tom Hanks will take some notice. You might, you might get a better chance at this, ever. Do you know? You might get a better chance. Well, when, when was the last time he sent a tweet out? That's what I always look at. I have no idea. And how many at tweets does he do? Probably do not I mean? that many. No. I had never no, thought to follow I mean. Tom Hanks until, uh, until the tattoo. Yeah, I mean, most, most celebrities, some, like more minor ones are the ones that tend to reply to stuff. The, the sort of bigger ones don't. I, don't, I think they just have publicists and stuff. Yeah, some people just have people manage their Twitter. That's what I mean. They don't so even I, do it. 6th of June was the last time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there you go, you see. See, Chini, Chini does mine for me. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Who does Chini the Diva again? I, yeah, I honestly yeah. don't know. <laughs> no, we still have no idea oh, who Chini yeah. the Diva no, is. Idea. Yeah. Funny. They haven't done one for a bit, actually. No. But what we do know, we did a live show one night, and whoever Chini the Diva is was listening live. Hmm. But we still have no idea who it is. So, And and I guess we probably never will, but I kind of like the elusive thing that, that we do. Yeah. Kind of like it. Anyway, game set. Yes. What have you been playing? Uh, I have been playing Wolfenstein. And... Yeah, so... Does it is it as good as everybody's saying then? Yes, yes it oh. is. Um, there is a weird thing where you know, and this seems to be kind of the uh, the opinion out there already. But it has a very slow beginning. Yeah, although off. the beginning is a bit wank, and then the titles come up, <laughs> and you go into some prison or out of prison or some shit like that. Well, yeah, so basically, you know, the whole story, and I don't, I don't think this is spoilers at all, everybody knows, I mean, the, the whole idea of the whole game is that it's kind of an alternate timeline after the Nazis. Whoa, whoa, uh, what? There's what? Nazis. <laughs> Jeez, what are you saying? You wake up out of a coma, right? Like, sort of, yeah. But, so, but, oh, but, talk about me giving spoilers away, I tell you what. All right, Stu, no. I think that's all in, like, the promotional trailers and everything. That's that's the whole... I haven't read that anywhere. Well, you're going to play this game. You spoiled it for me now. God. But the weird thing is they start you off in 1946 actually yeah. back in the war and then so you play through about an hour of kind of just this introductory period and it's it's not bad but it just kind of feels like a really just sort of straightforward first person shooter. There's not anything really special going on. And then, like you said, then you kind of get the real credits, and then you wake up the 14 years later, and then that's like really the start of the game. That's, you know, hey, this is 1960, the Nazis won the war, and get to it. And it, after that, it really, really just, man, it just lights up with a lot of different color and personality, and the story gets really good. And I'm not even that far past that. I'm probably only a couple hours past that point. But All uh, right. Did you borrow this game, McNitz? Yes, yes, I did. Okay, okay. Fair enough. And I didn't play much. I only played a little bit before Watch Dogs came out because, you know, Watch Dogs I just I was even more excited about. And now 
going back to Wolfenstein, I think that's going to really hold my attention for the next week or two. I'm just going to play that. It's really, really good. See, that sounds like, um, I'm trying to think, what was that? Was it, there was a book that James Herbert wrote, who was an English sort of horror writer. And he wrote a book about a sort of alternate, you know, like if the Nazis won the war sort of thing. And they were, they were sort of, I'm trying to think how that went on. But that, that, that was like that. There was an alternate reality thing, but I can't remember what the hell it was called now. But I'm sure James Herbert wrote a book like that. Yeah. It's it's I will say about this game it's it's really 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 I don't know you, you kind of have an idea of what Wolfenstein is and you also have kind of an idea of what a World War II sh- shooter is and it feels very different than both of those things I mean it's just it's Wolfenstein but it it feels like they're really kind of th- this uh, developer Machine Games if you guys are familiar with them that they're former members of um, uh, Starbreeze so they Darkness right yeah, yeah. And, uh, so, Riddick, Riddick. Yes, yep. So when you play this game, like it really, really feels like some of those, you know, like Bioshock, The Darkness, Singularity, you know, some like these really, really well-told story first-person shooters that have a lot of kind of tender, loving care in the level design and like little, little things to find and things that flesh out like a real story and things to read and quiet moments and big action moments. I mean, it really, really mixes it up. So they, they do a great job with that. Right. It was called Forty Eight. By the way, the James Herbert novel, hmm. um, and that was well, that was kind of like about a, that for? because it's like that's like an alternative that if the Nazis won. Turning point for liberty is like an alternate if the Nazis won. No, I'm not fucking bringing well, it up. That was crap. Yeah, I'm not bringing <laughs> it up. Though, am I? Let's have talks too. I was just saying. I was just, no, uh, don't. Just, just, just saying bollocks. God. There's so another thing is you know they take the whole idea of this alternate history, but then they kind of they almost like build that into the game. You have a lot of choices throughout the game and I've only I've only done one of the big choices yet but they make it very clear that okay this is a huge choice this will actually affect what happens going forward and then it even tells you after it happens okay you have basically chosen the branch of history that makes this happen so they, they have all these kind of different alternates you have chosen to side with Hitler <laughs> you see but is it a very binary black or white choice, or is it more of a grey subtle choice? Oh, no, no. The first choice is really hard to make because there's no good choice. It's two very horrible, horrible options. Uh, yeah, but it's still a sort of one or the other. It's not like, yeah. for instance, it's not that you're doing stuff within the game that subtly changes stuff. No, no. This is not an open world. There's not, you know, there's not shifting levels and grey areas like you're saying. No, it's all, like you have a binary choice, but it's not like, Oh, I'll do the good thing or the renegade thing. No, it's 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 gut wrenching choices. Right. Cool. Yeah. So that it's, sounds good. It's, it's, yeah. So it's kind of more Walking Dead kind of decisions. Yeah, I would say that. I mean, this is a linear game for sure. It's not an open world game. You know, it's a straightforward game. That now it's it's one of those linear games where it's kind of like the gameplay corridors, and and you have you come to a, like a little stop point, and it'll say, okay, well you've got this big area to play around in, and you can kind of do whatever you want here. But then as soon as you finish that, you're going to the next area. You know, it just kind of moves you along. So it's not really a, it's not just like a a small corridor shooter like a Call of Duty sometimes is. You know, it's it's got more openness to it a little bit and more storytelling, but it's definitely linear. Yeah, yeah, which is fine. But I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that. Those kind of games can't have like branching storylines. I don't suppose it doesn't have to be open world to have branching storylines, does it? Really? That's true. Although, if you wanted to make more gray areas and like affecting things, it would 
I guess in a linear game, that would be like, you'd almost have to make like whole new levels to go through, you know? Well, I mean, that's kind of like Jude's favorite game, Heavy Rain, isn't it? Because, because that's <laughs> certainly not an open world game, but it certainly has different outcomes for people's decisions. Oh, really? No, it kind of does. It's all I mean, bullshit, it, though. Don't, don't. Yeah, it is old. This game is old. It is old. Five years old. Love it or hate it. Love it or hate it. When we talked about it, there were, there were lots people of things People ring up people that they've never never met in the fucking story once. It makes no sense. I know. I know. I know. Don't I'm go, just saying don't. that there is a lot of things that just change. Tread lightly. That's what I'm play. saying. I'm going down I am. Path. I am doing it. Anyway. Um, so, so you give me the thumbs up then. What would be your review noise for Wolfenstein then? Uh, let's see. My review noise would be... Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, that's technically good. not a noise, a word, but I'll, I'll allow it. It's your first go. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean, Seth? I don't want to push your balls, to be honest, because it's not fair. But next time, don't make it a word. Fair, so fair is enough, it, fair enough. Okay. Is it, is it better than chocolate? Ooh, yes, yes. It's better than chocolate? I'm not a wow, huge sweets fan. must be pretty fan. good, then. I'm not a huge sweets fan. I'm, I'm okay. more of a salty tooth. All right. Is it is it better than salted popcorn? Okay, Stu. Well, I'm trying to do something salty for him, that's all. It's better than salted popcorn. It's not as good as hummus. Oh, okay, that's all right. Then. That's, I can see where that sits. Mm. Put that on the box. I know, yeah. <laughs> better than hummus. Not as good as hummus, sorry. Better than popcorn, not as good as hummus. Um, so what else have you been up to? Anything else? Yeah, I played some more Watch Dogs. Uh, ah, Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs. Which, uh, Stu, you know, you and I talked about on the Bossway podcast. And yes, we did. I'll pull a chinny. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us at BossWave.net. You can follow us at BossWave, and you can leave us a review. Seth, are you accusing me of shamelessly plugging things when I'm on other podcasts? Never. I would never. I would never. <laughs> it's a fine show, She would Seth. never do that. You spread your character in such a way. I, I, it's a fine show, Seth. I listen every week. It is. It is. I was listening to your mini show just today. Are you doing a mini show? I'm not up to date, so. Yeah. You mean the one with Jake or the old, like the superhero one? Those guys. No, no, the one with Jake. Oh, great, yeah. Yeah, no, I was listening to that just today because I had to take my my parent-in-laws to Liverpool. So oh, I, I kind of last week. Were you? What were you doing there? I, we had to. We, me and Tara have been together for ten years. Ten years. Really been? Wow. Yeah. Well, no, no, we there's a bit of a mid thing in the middle where we was like apart for a while. You know where it is. Whatever. But you know, ten years. They've not been bonking for ten years, but they've known each no, other. No. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 yeah but like, I haven't really explained why I wasn't here last week. Oh. <laughs> well, no. You, well, two, I know two why reasons you why I wasn't here. Right, Stu. Yeah. Sorry, Seth, to piss all over you or what you've been playing. But <laughs> oh, oh. that's that's what you get. You know, you got your own podcast. That's what that's what happens um, here. Seth, do you want to finish what you're saying before no, I go? No. Yeah, Watch Dogs. He's talking about Watch Dogs. Let him finish. No, no, I want to hear. I want to hear what's going on. Okay, so I was at Liverpool uh, last weekend. You know, the Beatles were there and all that shit. And I was like, bloody hell, John. What, the real Yeah, Beatles? they were all there. Come on, John. <laughs> um, so, you know, we did the Beatles experience, did all that. It was lovely. On the Saturday night, we went to TGI Fridays. I had a chicken. It tasted a little bit weird, but I didn't think much of it. Ooh. Uh-oh. Ooh. Right. So on the Sunday... Uh, we came back and we come to the train station because I caught the train there for a change. Usually I drive to these places, but we caught the train there. And the re- if you're thinking, why well, Liverpool in 10 years? Last year we went to Venice, so we couldn't really afford, you know, somewhere like massive. But got to the train station. Tara had some very, very bad news, which is what I won't go into. 
Yeah. Right, however, yeah. it sort of involves, you know, some sad passing. Right, okay. So we're at the hospital, and then we go back to Taurus, and everybody's grieving and things like this. And I, um, I'm trying to be there for Tara and her family, you know, as you do, and I'm trying to support them. But at the same time, this chicken that I ate on Saturday starts to knock my stomach and go, excuse me, Mike, but I want to come out now rather violently. Oh. Um, out of both ends, please. That would be nice. Oh, So oh, I go upstairs and I just, like, explode. And then I go back downstairs. I think I'm okay. All right. And then, you know, again, people around, all family around and everything. My stomach just keeps turning. I, I just look to Tara and I go, I have to go home right now. Otherwise, I can't do this in this house with all these people around grieving. I have to go. And she's like, what's the matter with you? I just, 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 just leave me. All right. So, and then I went home and I was ill for two days. See, that's, that's like the scene from Dumb and Dumber, but worse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But because if, if, the, if the sad news hadn't to happen, Stu, yeah, it would have been on yeah. the podcast. However, at 11 o'clock, However. Uh, sorry, at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, I would have started to feel ill and left anyway. Yeah, you'd have been, you'd have been, yeah. Do you know that joke we make every time one of us has to go for a piss yeah. during the recording and say, do you think he's gone for a shit? You really would have been. I mean, Jason is going to be proud of you. Yeah. Yeah. So you know. Seth, sorry to butt in there with his shit story. Yeah, it was. I mean, literally shit uh, story. But tell me about watchdogs. Yeah, watchdogs. Well, I'm sorry to hear oh. it's about uh, Tara's uh, loss and about your uh, loss there. Jeez. Yeah. I was quite happy yeah, about loss of body loss, yeah. fluid. Thank you very much. Tara's okay. Her family's okay. They're all fine. You know, it's one of those things. Uh-oh. Congrats on the ten years, though. Yeah. I know, I, yeah. I, I, the way I you want to hear my secret, Seth. Yes. I don't let her know how. Be- beautiful she is you know what i mean i just keep i just i just say you're a skank or whatever and and i just yeah, yeah. you know what i mean like and she's like oh and then somebody says you know oh she's really pretty i was like shut the fuck up like don't tell her Let she'll her leave know she can do better no she'll leave me and then it'll be over oh yeah that's so a good go. trick make it yeah, make her think that, that, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah you're fine <laughs> watchdogs so that'll <laughs> so that'll be said watchdogs watchdogs so Stu, have you played this anymore um, well, do you know, I'm kind of going to be honest here, but I haven't, because I'm not been grabbed that much by the story, I'm th- I am going to play it again, you know, because I did buy it in the end, and I think I think it was kind of a bit, sort of the gloss was brushed off due to all the bloody issues I had trying to get it to work. And the fact that it, it cost me a tenner to duke in a game, and... Having to buy Chini lunch. Oh yeah, uh, no, no, no shitty burger, Seth. Like I'm talking about gourmet. Let's go. Kind of, kind of took the shine off. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> I'll have the most expensive meal you got, please. But I did mention that I have some seen some the odd occasional cutscene when I have managed to get a barrier to work at the right precise moment, so you actually see something crashing into that, it once or twice. Yeah. yeah. So, so I did get that slightly wrong, but. Um, it doesn't happen all the time, and it's a bit hit and miss. Yeah. So, I mean, the story so far, I don't think I'm... It doesn't sound like I'm even maybe as far as you are, but the story is... You know, the story or something? It seems to be one of the stronger points to me, but... Um, here's, here's the thing I've noticed when I'm playing it. So, it's not very good at being a stealth game, even right. though you can no. play in stealth. And no. if you were just playing it as a third-person shooter... It's really average. It's not bad, but it's just an average. But also, you, you, your your vulnerability is really bad. I mean, you barely have to. I mean, as soon as they start shooting at you, if they get a few beads on you, you're just dead. That's true. But, you know, even the weird thing about that is, so 
sometimes they'll circle around you and they do a kind of a, a good job with that to some degree. So if you're sort of surrounded, yeah, then you could die really quick if you're not hacking things and getting out of the way. But then if you just have guys only in front of you and you're in cover, then it becomes just like a little just stop and pop, like really pedestrian third person shooter because they'll just kind of sit there and cover. Once they've reached their spot, that's their most you know advantageous position. Then it's just like super easy. So there's like there's no kind of middle area there. It's either like a really easy shooter if they're all in front of you, or it's kind of hard because they can swarm you from behind. And yeah, I mean, I did, I did a level um, where I ended up cornered, mm-hmm. and there was there was tons, of, and I ended up down. The, it was kind of a little alleyway, but it was a dead end, and there was a helicopter sort of scoping around for me. Oh, sh- and then tons of sort of so, like tons of people. And I just stayed at about the the helicopter couldn't shoot me from where I was because there was like a bit of an overhang of a roof above me, so he couldn't get a shot in on me. And all the guys just kept coming towards me, and they they would just the, the AI's a bit crap, so they would just sort of wait for a bit, and then one of them would pop their head out, and I'd take them out, and they just ended up with this huge pile of bodies all in the same place. Right, right? Yeah, so you're talking about like a police chase kind of thing. I can't. Well, no, it wasn't a bit. It was it was a, an actual um, mission that I had to do. Oh, okay. But I had to escape from the area. But I ended up sort of running myself into a dead end. But 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 eventually, what was kind of weird was, eventually I took out literally all of them bar one person, right? And the helicopter was still hovering around, but I was sort of still in this corner. And then they just kind of called, then there was this, like, we're calling off the search thing. I'm like, but you know exactly where I am. But then I was like, I'm not complaining. So then the helicopter just sort of flew away, and that was kind of the end of the level. Well, that one uh, guy might have looked at the 13 bodies around him and just said, uh, you know, I think I lost him. Uh, maybe. maybe. Yeah, he doesn't seem to be in that alley anymore. I'm going to go check over across the street. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't think it's a terrible game. No, it's not a terrible but, game at all. It's really good, but there are... It, it, I, but I just haven't been impressed. Either, right? I think that's a trouble. It, I just haven't been impressed with it. It does that thing that open world games sometimes do where it tries to do so many things, but it doesn't, you know, you guys, I think you mentioned it on your show this past week. It just doesn't do all of those things really well. So some of those things, it seems like you'd almost be better just cutting them out or, yeah. or, or you know, putting a little more attention to them. But the, the thing, I still think the more you play it, it, it does just keep growing on you. It is like what about a, the stealth driving. Yeah, stealth driving. Is that, is that in the game? Well, yes, yeah, there is the... and then you have to like hide in your car and stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do think it's a grower, and they, every time I play it, I just get a little bit deeper into it, and I find some more things, and I think it's that those skill trees are really the kind of the promise of what this game was talking about. You know, it was supposed to be all along, but when you start off right away, you don't have a lot of those abilities again, so it just is really, it's just kind of GTA with a different tone. And then as you keep going... Not that GTA with a different tone is bad, but as you keep going, you get more of these hacking things. And every time I get one of those new little hacking things, I'm like, oh, okay. And you just got to remember to use those. And it really does kind of open up the game into what it you know, is promising to be. Except the whole thing is you don't really have to use them. So it's kind of weird as a player because sometimes you just get caught in these weird loops where you are just playing it as a, as a third-person shooter, as a stealth game. And, you know, it's like... I don't know. I mean, I, I did, like I said, there's a, there's a level early on in the game where you sort of can use the cameras, but... As soon as you activate anything within that area, they just all start sweeping around looking for you. And, and I know people are saying, oh, I went through that whole level and I just used the cameras. But I don't know how that's possible because I've not, I mean, I mean maybe I'm just very shit at it. Yes. I feel like I'm shit um, at it too. But I have had some of those levels, you know, like in the CTOS, you know, kind of you go in there, it's like you got to clear out the base and 
you know what I mean, to get the, get access to that area of the city. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. So when you do those, I have had a couple of those where if you kind of more strategically figure out, especially if you can get kind of a high perch, you know, it seems like only a couple of them can you do that. But if you can get sort of a high perch and then you can, you know, you set off a car alarm and then you lower a, a, a pallet on a guy and he dies. And then you do something on way over on the other side, you you do something and then to lure a guy and then you explode something next to him. And as long as there's not guys right next to there sometimes it doesn't alert them or if you're far enough away it doesn't really you see, matter if they're you see it's interesting because that's like obviously like the bases in far cry 3 isn't it yes totally you know that's where they've been taken from but the thing with far cry 3 you have this unpredictability of the wildlife yeah you know because you might suddenly have a tiger or they've got a tiger in a cage in the compound or whatever yeah and i think because obviously those things aren't there it doesn't kind of work quite as well somehow and then to be honest with you, i haven't done any of those at all i haven't done a single one. Oh, those are pretty fun although i think it will suffer from sort of the same thing as far cry 3 although far cry 3 is great is that they get they get a little old after a while because you're just kind of doing the same thing over very and over. Like repetitive yeah yeah i mean that's one of the biggest things in far cry 4 i hope they do is they really mix up different options with those outposts or whatever they call them where there's different things you have to do to take them over and stuff but um but yeah you see i think watch, my biggest... it's good yeah, I, I think it actually is a grower i think i'm gonna like it more and more because every time i play it i get a little deeper and i find a little more stuff but it's kind of a daunting game too like a lot of those open world games you know when let you me ask you what... let me ask you a question yeah and Stuart, feel free to chip in at any point would you have preferred ubisoft to focus this game purely on the the newer consoles rather than the old ones oh yeah i you can't blame them but yeah I think the I've... game suffers from that Yes, yes. Yeah, I would agree. Okay. AI, agree. especially, and then even the graphics. I mean, it just it feels definitely held back by last gen. But when, when they sold, you know, what was it, like 4 million units in the first week? You know, it's like, well... You, yeah, they they made the right proves, from the business. Yeah, it just proves that we're not quite there yet to go fully next gen. I think, I think the, the issue I've got is just a general lack of creativity. And I mean, I'm, I mean that in the nicest possible way because... It's it's kind of doing this hacky stuff, but it's very run of the mill because you're literally just pressing one button to do everything, and that's good from an accessibility and an interest, you know, from a sort of oh that's cool that just happened. But you're really just triggering cutscenes is all you're doing really. You're just triggering events by pressing an X at the right moment. Reminds me of Split Second. Oh, that's yes. a game. Yeah, and kind of the car chases kind of are a bit like that. Yeah. Because, like, bringing up the barriers or raising the bridges or that, it kind of is. That, that was a great second. game. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, split second kind of thing. But when you're doing the camera thing, again, you just sort of focus on someone and press X to make them explode, or you're pressing X to activate an electric thing to blow up or for a pipe to explode. But they're just these very sort of just pressing an X to make it do something. Would you be excited for, a, like, a Watch Dogs too? Yes, very much, yep. Because it'll it'll be next gen only, and they'll they'll take all the feedback. Ubisoft's always been really good at that. They'll say like, okay, well, we got to make the the main character a little more pizzazzy, and we got to you know bring a little more color. Can't have a gruff voice all the while. He turns into a dog halfway for a spoiler. That's a spoiler, yeah. So I mean, yeah, I would definitely be up for it, and I'm hoping getting off of my game necessarily but i'm hoping just because the the two consoles especially ps4 has sold so well that a lot of developers are looking at that and saying okay it's now safe to make next gen only games for our next one that's coming out next year and you know we're going to see some more of those at e3 because they're, they're selling well they know that it's going to be safe to put them on there and make some money but 
this first year, it's just, I guess it's pretty predictable. We were going to have a lot of the, the last gen versions, like you said, that kind of hold it back. Yeah, no, I guess, I guess you're right, but I, I'm, I'm, I still feel like uh, the indie developers try different, like this forest, for instance. Yeah. You know, they're, they're doing really interesting things. In the forest, you've got AI characters that regroup. If you scare them away, they'll go off and come back with two other people. Yeah, but they're not the sort of games that fucking sell four bajillion, do they? No, but, well, it's the number one in Steam at the moment, number so I'm guessing it's Steam selling a lot. Was, like it's five number games. one Steam game. No. That, that'll be selling a lot of games out the moment. And it's early access, so it's not even a full game. It's not finished. <sighs> but I, I, think, I think you find there's just more creativity. There's just doing stuff that that's different and interesting. And I think at the moment, console developers especially, you know, are developing for consoles, not necessarily developers, but developing for consoles. I feel like, look, I mean, look how much stuff Rust has sold, how many games that are sold, and yeah. Daisy. Oh, yeah. You know, they have sold millions of copies, and they're not even full games. They're not even full-release games. Whereas something like The Forest has come out, it's number one in the, you know, the top sellers. I, th- I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. And it's doing something totally interesting. You know, it's doing this, you know, it's taking, you know, aspects of Daisy and aspects of Rust and aspects of Minecraft, you know, and this sort of crafting survival thing. But then added in this sort of very mysterious, like, who the hell are these weird people that are coming and attacking me and stuff and sort of hunting me down. And one of the cool things it does um, early on in the game, and, and a lot of people have put this in the Steam reviews, when you get what you assume is be, to be killed the first time, you don't get killed. You wake up in this cave and then you have to escape from the cave. So even that's kind of different. You know, they're not they're not killing you straight away. You know, they're making you sort of them fend for your life, you know, running through a really dark cave where there's loads of bodies hanging, you know, and making it really dark and disturbing. And I don't know. I just I just feel like they, they keep trying different stuff with... And it's 10.99. So are you saying at Watch Dogs you want to wake up in a cave? No, but what I'm saying is Watch Dog is like so many other open world games yes, in really. most respects. Whereas open world on the PC, you know, like something like The Forest or Rust or DayZ, is not like any... I mean, they're all starting to look like each other, I guess. But they've carved out a completely different genre of game. You know, this sort of survival, you know, permadeath game thing. And, and it's it's a bit like the Dark Souls, I guess, isn't it? Where you die, you, you sort of learn from your first experience and then you try something different the next time because you've sort of... You know, you can get a bit, you, you survive for a few more days the second time, and then you sort of get killed again, and then you survive for a bit longer that time. Yeah, I, I don't know. I sort of agree, and I sort of disagree. I think, you know, there are orders of magnitude more indie games, quote unquote, than there are big console games. You know, we, it's happened over the last few years where you have the AAA games that really are kind of the tentpole. It's like the movie industry now. They're the big tentpole pictures, and then the mid-tier have kind of dropped off to some degree, and then you just have this huge swath of indie games, whether it's on Steam or on iOS or wherever, and, I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of those games suck. Hundreds and hundreds of those games are really good, and then some of those games really are very unique, and they bring new things, and definitely the big the big dogs, the big games, you know, steal some of those ideas and, and improve on them sometimes and whatever. But I still think there's there's lots of big console games that do. I don't think it's Watch Dogs, by the way. But I think some of those games do have new ideas. I mean, I think Watch you know, Dogs. Watch Dogs. I think uh, you know, like when Assassin's Creed came out, that was 
pretty novel the way you moved around and the things you did and stuff. But now it's you know now it's old because they made a big franchise out of it and it just keeps going and going and going. But I think there you know Gears of War was revolutionary when that came out. There's there's all kinds of franchises I think that are big franchises that do new things. It's just there's so many indie games and that's awesome by the way that you know they some of those are going to do some really neat things too. I mean I think it goes both ways. And also Ubisoft. I mean yeah, Watch Dogs makes a bunch of money and it's it's not that unique. But then that allows them to make like Child of Light. You know, like that's that's an indie game in a big studio. Yeah, I mean, I, I do completely agree with you. But, I mean, if you look to the forest, by the way, it does look, uh, you know, they've done a fantastic job of the graphics. Oh, I'm sure it's great. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it looks phenomenal. And But, you see, the problem I've got is, and I, and I guess it comes down to cost. When you're paying ten ninety nine for a game that looks pretty impressive, is doing something completely different that makes it really interesting to play. And then you're paying, you know, if you if you bought, for instance, the PS4 version, you're paying forty five quid for a game that's not really doing that. I mean, I'm, I was kind of okay with paying thirty for it on PC, but I think I would have felt kind of a bit aggrieved if I paid forty five quid for it on the PS4 because I just feel like I wasn't getting anything that I hadn't played before. And, and again, I, I need to reiterate that's not saying it's a bad game. But I just feel I was getting the same that I've had before from other open world type GTA type games. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I, and I think sort of Saints Row managed to separate itself just for being so over the top and completely crazy missions and crazy shit that you could do and that you could play in co-op. Do you know what I mean? Whereas I think Watch Dogs for all its sort of bells and whistles isn't really doing that much different than sort of other games in that genre and, and a lot of the times not as well I, I totally agree with that i don't think it's revolutionary in many ways at all but i think if you were to hold every 60 dollar game up to the the standard of being new there wouldn't be many 60 dollar games i mean you think of all the first person shooters that come out some of them are really good but not that many of them do anything new you know i mean wolfenstein is really good but there, there's nothing new about that game no, but it, but is the story's interesting though, isn't it? Yeah, by the yeah. sound of it. I, well, I think the story on Watch Dogs is actually supposed to be pretty good. But I mean, it just it's that that kind of game. I I don't, I don't it doesn't bother me at all that people are critical of it because like we you guys talked about and we talked about on Boss Wave, it you know it's a it's a victim of its own hype. It was just hugely hugely hyped and then it didn't live up to the hype. Um, but it's I think still think it's a good game and I think as far as the sixty dollar value goes, however you want to quantify that amount of money. I think it's a deep game. I mean, there's a lot to do. So if you want to keep playing and you do enjoy it, you're going to find 50 to 100 hours of content. So I think value-wise, it's there. It's just whether you like it. And if in your case, maybe you're just not enough into it to keep playing it, and that's, that's fine too. Yeah, no, I agree with you. But I also think, you see, to me, that's just a turn-off. Yeah. There's sort of 50 to 100 hours of doing the same mini-missions over and over again. I mean, that, to me, is like what? It's, it's almost like the Call of Duty syndrome. Yeah where you're just playing the same maps over and over again because you like doing that, which is fine if that's what you like doing. But for me, I mean, I've had far more enjoyment out of playing The Last Door and sort of interesting story and creativity than, than sort of anything in Watch Dogs for a game that's free to play and I can just give a donation, which I'm going to do. You know, because to me, story... Gameplay is important, but so is story. And uh, to me, the story in Watch Dogs is very run-of-the-mill, revenge-type story. And that's kind of it, really. It's not It's not doing anything at the moment, any sort of twists or turns or interesting things as far as a story goes. If that was a story in a blockbuster film, 
people would sort of just panic. It wouldn't. It wouldn't even. It wouldn't even register on the critics' list. I mean, I mean, when you look at the sort of. I mean, most films get mauled on the whole, you know, for story anyway. But I think that as a story in a, in a Hollywood film would just be like. The, the, it just wouldn't get a look in. You know, yeah, I mean, maybe that's true, maybe not. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of movies that have pretty basic the same story over and over. It's the three act structure. Somebody gets mad, they get revenge. There's a big finale. It just depends on how well you do it. Some of those movies. Tom are Cruise kisses a girl off his age. I, watched, <laughs> I just watched. I just watched Edge of Edge of, uh, Edge of Tomorrow. There you go. Hello. Is it good. It's better than I thought it would be. Yeah, that's, that's always good. My expectations were pretty low. So. I mean, I, I, but I, but I, 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 I do what you're saying though. I mean, I, that's fine then. It just, you know, then don't play it. What, what game are you that, talking about? That if it was a movie? no, no, no. I'm not saying don't play, but I'm just saying if if you look at the standard of voice acting in that game, it's on the whole, it's okay. What game are you talking about right now? We're still talking about Watch Dogs, about oh. you know the story. All right, okay. So if that was a film, you'd say like the story wouldn't hold up. No, it wouldn't. Okay. It wouldn't. Not not from what I've seen of it so far, and the voice acting's all right, but it's not anything but the characterization is not brilliant uh, okay you know i mean I, I'm, I I'm less down on it than you are but I, I i totally agree it's not revolutionary it doesn't do some things very well i just i think the overall experience is pretty deep and good and enjoyable and i still like it but i think i mean to your point about the the indie games and stuff though it's i think that's just the great thing about the industry right now i mean the, the video game industry i think is just getting better and better for all its little hiccups and ups and downs and oh where's it going with digital or retail I mean, it's a it's a pretty great time in games. There's tons of indie games. There's tons of different pricing structures and all different platforms. And all, even, uh, all, all, the, all the sorry, Seth, you carry on. Right. I mean, it's just it, that stuff is finding itself even to consoles now because now there's more of the indie push more than ever on PS4 and Xbox One starting up. They got these programs to try to let people to self-publish, and I, I mean, I just think you know that's the kind of game that you enjoy more, then that's awesome. You get to play it. You know, there's so many vent avenues to play these games now. What I like, oh, what definitely. I like about the industry at the moment is all the companies are wringing each other's necks um, to, to lower the price. Basically, it's like oh, it's lower, the, and we never get games for gold and like two games a month on PlayStation Plus, and Steam yep. just cut their games. It's like they're just competing with each other so much, and like we're all, like, all we're winning, you know? Like they're they're dropping the price to get us, so it's good. Steam set the bar, you know, but it's good. Yeah, it's true. There yeah, used to be a feeling, I think, where they it was almost like, you know, whether it was legally illegal, but, you know, like, it was almost like price matching. Like, well, this is what people are willing to pay, so let's just make sure we always charge the, this yeah. for everything. And now just, the, they're uh, competing. They're like, they're, they're, it's, a, it's going down to, like, a reasonable, what will the market bear, you know? Especially with, the, the, you know, remember the Xbox Live arcade games? They kept on creeping up, didn't they? You know, they started at $5 and $10 and then 15 and then eventually 20 And then... For the Xbox One, like, you know, because Steam's such a dominant force now, like, it, it, all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, we'll, we'll drop all our prices, we'll give you two free games, and they, they were trying to bump up these little small games to $20, and now everything's gone back down again. Yeah, no, it's great. And another thing I like, too, is that, like you said, it used to be $5, and then it was $10, and then it was yeah. 15 and then 20 Well, why are these all these, these $5 increments? Like, uh, yeah. Peggle 2 was eleven ninety nine. Yeah. Great. Because that's what they want to charge. That's awesome. Like you know, you don't have to have like these weird five dollars. Oh, that's true. Income. Yeah, because before it was allocated to points, wasn't it? And it was always weird points, like four hundred, eight hundred, right. not a thousand, which was always strange. Um, yeah, no, I agree. And then like you know, things go on sale. You know, I put Prison Architect on my wish list, and bang, I've got it for three ninety nine when it's on sale. And it's just 
yeah, it just makes sense, and they're all they're all competing so much with each other. It just makes it makes it so much easier for us. Whoop, yeah. whoop, whoop, whoop. I also I also think that a lot of the indie developers, the, the small teams, you know, so they can sort of put these games out at a lot sort of cheaper price than than you would sort of get from anywhere else because they they can do that, can't they? You know what I mean? Whereas the AAA developers, because they're spending so much money on making these games and they have these massive, gigantic teams of people who are putting these games out, right. they have to sort of put it at a cost. Whereas the indie developers, if they get a, get a winner, you know, get onto something that's, that's really popular, you know, they sell two million copies of that game, then they're set, aren't they're they? They're laughing. Really? Yeah. yeah. Two dollars a piece. They'll, they'll be like, wow, amazed. You know, they'll be at the next level. You know, and I, and I think that's sort of where I'm coming from, I guess, where they're almost, the AAA are just becoming too bloated. Bl- they're so big that are making these single games that they've got to recoup that cost, haven't they, and make some money at the end of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and even even the stuff like the marketing for these games must cost millions and millions of dollars for the big ones. Oh, yeah. Do you know, and that, that money's got to all come back at some point, unless you're a GTA... Or you know, or an Assassin's Creed or a Ubisoft game, you're not recouping that cost. I don't know. I just it's just a weird sort of place at the moment. In you know, in regards of some video games, and I guess to ensure they recoup that cost, they've got to you know, as in Watch Dogs, got to play it a bit safer, and they've also got to release it on every single platform to make sure they get as much money back as possible. Very true. Yep. You know, and I think that's the, that's the problem. I don't think until sort of next year comes along we'll start to see real innovation you know and what they're doing with games story wise and sort of character wise and ai because you just need to focus solely on the next generation of consoles to to make that happen right yep so chinny yep. games what have you been up to uh hi levels <laughs> any anything nope. else is that it <laughs> God, it's a good job you had stuff to talk about, Seth, eh? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm edging towards that top rank on Halo Wars. You see, I've, I've noticed recently, it's, it's just finding time to play, isn't yeah. it? I mean, I play at the weekends, and today, you know, I felt kind of cool that I'd finished the second episode of the, you know, the last door, and I'd also finished the first episode of, you know, Republic, and got that done. So it was cool just to just to have some sense of achievement that I'd actually finished two things, even though they weren't massive full games. I felt like I'd accomplished something. Yeah. Oh, I hear and you. I'm not gonna. Oh, yeah, I'm not gonna get that off Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs. <laughs> um, yeah, not for at least another thirty oh. hours anyway. I've got I've got Assassin's Creed Four still to finish. I'm halfway through that. I've got uh, yeah. XCOM declassified in the here from Boomerang. So yeah, you know, just not. And Halo Wars is just like I'll have one game and then I go. So that's the only reason I played that. Yeah, fair enough. Well, in that case, let's uh, move on to some news, because there is quite a lot of news to get through. So, Ginny, news, what is this? No jingle no this jingle. week, so just get on with it. Okay. I hate this website that you use. Um, I know, I know. Like I think. Think. Yeah. It's no wonder that place is closing down, is it? Uh, Freaking adverts galore. <laughs> are they closing down, are they? Apparently, but then they said they weren't, so who knows. Whatever. Um, am I coming through all right? Because you're a bit crackly, but I just think it's... No, you're fine. Okay, whatever. Uh, so EA reveals their E3 lineup. Yep. Shall I run through it? I'll run through it. 
Yep. Yeah, go for it. Um, go for it. it was revealed on the website uh, Battlefield Hardline. Cool. Yeah. Uh, cool. I want to hear like sort of yeah like one word descriptions of how you feel about each game. You ready? Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. So Battlefield Hardline. Yeah, cool. Cool. That was two from used two. Ah, six of fucking rolls. Uh, ah. Dragon Age in Quigga Quig. Interested. Rubbish. Rubbish. Oh. Uh, the Sims Four. Yeah. Yeah. Fuckers. Uh, FIFA 15. What's soccer? Exactly. Uh, EA Sports UFC. Eh. Eh. Oh, that's, that's a bit of interest there. Eh. Uh, NHL 15. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> All right. Is that it, though? Is that everything, then? They won't be everything, will it? I don't know. Um, nah, they've got a shout like Mirror's Edge and all that shit, haven't they? Oh yeah, Mirror's Edge too. That'd be cool. Like they ain't gonna, they're gonna list what their their the surprises are they? No. So you know no. that's what we know about and stuff. They accidentally leaked Battlefield Hardline, whatever. So yeah, Mirror's Edge two will obviously be there. I don't know why they didn't talk about that because they've announced the game. Yeah, so it's definitely Mirror's Edge. Hot damn, that's mine. Hot damn. Yeah, Ooh, that could be cool. Jumping fire. Get the Jumping controls right. Edge. Could be very cool. Okay. Uh... So I, the the interesting one on that list to me is uh, Battlefield Hardline. Mm-hmm. I don't. I've never been a Battlefield fan really, but Hardline is made by Visceral, the guys who made you know Dead Space and Dante's Inferno, and it's like a cops and robbers back and forth kind of thing. I think you get to play both sides, something. And so it's like it's a very different entry into that franchise. I'm I'm pretty intrigued by it actually. So is it is it going to be kind of like Left for Dead with soldiers then? Uh, maybe. I I I don't even know what to think of it yet. I think it's going to be story based because it's Visceral. But I'm sure they'll have modes that'll be, yeah. you know, co-op or competitive. Obviously, yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I it guess, but it doesn't really interest me. All right, Sony. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, again do very quick noises. There's a lot of games. I'm not going to read them all. Um, but here we go. Uh, oh, fuck. Maybe I'll read them all. You got to do it really quick, though, boys. You ready? Yeah, we'll be very quick. Okay. A rural, 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 rural awakening. Uh, what is that? Yeah, what? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> trip undead and undressed. Yeah, not a clue. I don't understand what's going on right now. Oh, Apophion. No, I heard about this. No, Apophion. this is good. Alien Trap. Yeah, this is this is kind of like a side-scrolling um, platform game that looks like a Greek pottery. Are you interested or not? Yes. Seth? Sure. <laughs> Brilliant. It looks like Greek pottery. You know, the sort of Greek... I want that on the box, Seth. It looks like that. Sure. It looks cool. It does look cool. Um, I'm kind of interested. Assault Asteroid Cactus. No. What? I'm going to miss out on some of the PSV games. Um, Axiom Verge. Mm. What? Yeah. Um, The Binding of Isaac Rebirth. Oh, that could be cool. That's like a rock-hard platform. Rubbish. Chasm. Yeah, Chasm. <laughs> mm. Huh? Yeah, I know. Oh. These are games. So. Keep going. Just keep going. Keep going. Uh, Counter Spy. Mm. Sure. <laughs> uh, Dragon Ronpa to Jesus Christ. Whatever. You're just keep going. Keep going. As you go. No. Yeah, he's making Destiny. Go on, carry on. Yay. Yay. I'll, I'll give that one a no thank you. Uh, really? Yeah. Wow. No, at least less and less interesting every time I see it. Uh, Diablo wow. Tre Ultimate Edition. 
Eh, could we go? I mean, everyone loves Diablo 3. I've, I've played it and quite enjoyed it, but I haven't got a time That's a that. weird one word, Seth. No, no. Uh, Drive Club. Yeah, it could be cool. Yeah. yeah. It could be interesting. Yeah, that's when you go across America, right? And you can just go, Psh, Manhattan, bang, and then you drive it. I don't really even uh, know. Yeah, I just know Ubisoft it's... when you're talking about oh, Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Yeah, no, the club. No, this, one, this one's kind of a bit like Test Drive Unlimited. Yeah. More than that. Yeah. Uh, from, the, from the guys who did... Um, the sort of off-road dirt race, I think, motor didn't they? The motorstorm. Yep. Yeah. But... So they've got a good pedigree. It could be good. Guilty Gear. Yeah. Yeah. Hell Divers. Uh, yeah. Ho Hokum. Yes, I'm very interested. Is this this weird shit game that I played? Yeah, we both played this. This is the one with a worm and everybody rides on it, and then you have to solve these really abstract puzzles. Nope. Uh, it's cool. It looks good. Yeah, Ho Hokum. I'm in, in very James interested. James Town Plus. Mm. Huh? Uh, it's a remake of an old game, apparently. Uh, Killzone Shadowfall Intercept. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts HD 2.5 Remix. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Just look down. I mean, there must be some of that. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. To skip. Oh, M. How about that? Yeah, you'd like that. Oh, yeah, I like That's that. Good. I like M. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I don't think there's a lot of others to really mention. Oh, really? Down this list. That's a poor list, you know. That's it. People like really Persona, it. don't they? But it's the PS3. Yeah, Persona 4. But I think that's like a fighting game, isn't it? It's like a spin-off from it. I mean, though. their big ones are going to be Uncharted and God of War, and they haven't officially announced them, right? Yeah, uh, officially announced Uncharted, but not God of War. I mean, it, uh, the Order 1886 is there. Isn't oh, yeah, it? yeah, that'll be cool. So that looks cool. So, yeah, we'll see. Not, we'll see. These aren't the stuff on stage. This is just what's playable on the show floor, uh, isn't I'm it? not blown away by that list. Sorry. No, I'm not. I'm not. Great. Carry on. What's next? I don't know. Um... All right. This is a quick one. Dead Rising 3 coming to the PC. There you go. That's that one. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Uh, I might even buy that. Crystal, Crystal Dynamics are going to have a new game at E3. That's, that's that new. Yeah, is no. notable. Yeah. So yeah. shall I go into that a little bit? Let's have a look. Yeah, let's have a look at that one. And again, it's on the stupid website. Uh, Tomb Raider developer Christian Dynamics will debut a new game at E3 next week, according to Game Trailer's schedule of events. The studio is set to appear on television channel Spike to announce a new game and show its first footage sometime in blah 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 blah. Uh, the studio's most recent update was Tomb Raider Rip You Off Edition, which updated the well-received <laughs> action-adventure title for the PS4 and X-Bone in January. Crystal Dynamics revealed it is working on two, uh, at least two separate titles uh, as of August 2013. One of them yeah. is probably Womb Raider, uh, intended for new-gen systems, and the studio uh, has kept quiet about the other one, Womb Raider 2. Uh, Crystal Dynamics uh, exclusive, exclusive producer Scott Amos said in June uh, that, that it was starting... Quote, blah, 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 translation, with a blank page uh, in creating its next project. Crystal Dynamics makes games. Funny way to... Yeah, I think, I think this is kind of interesting because they've obviously got a good engine. Engine. You know, the engine they, they used to make the Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. I don't know whether it was third party, whether they used someone else's. I don't know what it was running on that or whether it was uh, their own developed in-house engine that they ran it on. Who Um but whatever it was, it was good, you know, and it, it was good graphically. It looked great. So I'll be really interested to see what comes next from them, really. And, and if it's a new original IP, you know, then, uh, then I'll be kind of interested to see what that might be. I'll, I'll chime in here. Crystal Dynamics 
is one of my favorite developers. I used really? to love the uh, Soul Reaver games. They made uh-huh. those. They made that first-person shooter uh, Project Snowblind, which was originally a Deus Ex game, and they switched it over. That was like on original Xbox and PS2. These games mean nothing to me. Oh, the Soul, Soul Reaver games were so good back in the day. Uh-huh. And then uh, that new Tomb Raider game, that was my favorite, literally my number one favorite game of last year. I thought it was just yeah. fantastic. It so, was fantastic, yeah. Uh, I, I'm totally on board with the next Tomb Raider and whatever their other new IP is. And I'm, I'm excited to see a new EP from them. I, I'm sorry, IP, even though I would like to see another Soul Reaver at some point. Yeah. So big thumbs up. I don't know. Apparently... Um uh, there's been some breaking news tonight saying that an insider at uh, Sony has said that The Last Guardian is cancelled. Uh, come on. Yeah. I, don't, I don't believe anything anyone says about The Last Guardian until it comes out of Sony's mouth officially. Yeah, apparently IGN received a report this evening that The Last Guardian is finally cancelled. According to our sources, the information was disclosed in Sony's internal meeting last week. I don't know. I don't know. Not 100% sure on that, but you might be right. Whatever. And then apparently Sony responded almost straight away saying, uh, uh, and I laughed at this rumor over dinner, The Last Guardian has not been cancelled. <laughs> so that's what Sony... Uh, Sony, Sony always, have always said it's not been cancelled. They always say people are working on it. So. And then IGN updated saying that they, they have amended the story to say the original report came from IGN Russia. And now, right, so we've committed to getting the full story and we'll be updating this piece with more information as it develops. There you go. They're like the sky, sport, sky of news. You know, just release it first. Don't fact check it or anything. Just go. Um, There's an IGN Russia? Okay. Sure. Why not? Uh, yeah, I should have reacted more to that news, really. Uh, that should be in the news. IGN have a Russian headquarters. Uh, <laughs> oh. So... I think I think that's kind of out. I mean, it's it's not been a massive week in news, and I'll be honest with you. I put up a, the the stupidly put up the "Have you got any questions for the show?" thread, and we've we've had a ton of responses. So I guess we should get to get get to those in a minute. But um, I did just want to ask you both: Have you have you seen this new trailer for the Vanishing of Ethan Carter? No, no I haven't seen the new trailer. It, I'm, that game looks amazing, though. It looks amazing. Pitch it. I ain't gonna watch the trailer now, but pitch it. Uh, it's really hard. It's about a sort of a murder mystery who done it kind of game. Very much looks like Alan Wake. All right, I'm watching it now. Here we go. Black screen. Look. Pans across forest. Butterflies. Oh my god. Astronauts presents. We're still in the forest here and a lake and some nice music. Oh, a bridge. A bridge, everyone. Bridge. Next gen leaves. Trees and leaves. Water. Fucking hell, I'm bored already. Just, just give it a minute. Get to it, get to it. Who's died? Who's like murdered? Who's like, who's got the gun? Who's got the gun? It's just panning across scenery. Yeah. Thirty-six yep. seconds in. Graveyard. Is it Skyrim? It does look like a bit like Skyrim, doesn't it? It looks amazing. Yeah, Skyrim did a trailer that looked like this. My early Dang. guess: Ethan Carter is under the bridge. Well, he's not kind of under the bridge, but I think. Yeah, you know, something does happen no. to him in the trailer. Here we go, more... Jesus Christ, one minute in. Come on, come on. Come on, what's, what's happening at the moment? What are you see? Uh, there's more panning across land and nothing and grass and trees. Oh, here we go, somebody's crawling. Somebody is yep, crawling. Yep, yep. He's got blood on him and there's an old man standing over him with a pipe. 
He gently tapped him on the head with the pipe. (laughs) He's making sure that he's got a good sort of dent in his head with the pipe. And he dropped the pipe. And he's dead. It's pretty brutal. Very brutal. (laughs) But it's not. It's it's actually, I think, you crank off the front of an old-fashioned car, I think. You know, like um, to crank the engine. It's like an engine crank. There you go. So what, what about that looks good? It just looks amazing. I mean, graphically, it looks stunning. I wasn't very impressed graphically, to be honest. You've got to be the, the, kidding. His coat, weird. his coat looks shit. No, I've got to say, the character models don't the look, models aren't look the best-looking things I've ever seen. No. But the actual No, the scenery is easy to make look pretty. I don't care. It's like a car game uh, now. Don't boy. But it also, it's, very, it's very intriguing. I think the, the whole premise of it is very intriguing. And they, they use this thing called uh, photogrammetry technology or something, where they, where they photograph real-life objects from several angles and then reconstruct them in 3D. Old. It just looks cool. I'm sorry, but it <laughs> looks They did it amazing. in Jurassic Park 3. It's fucking old. Come on. Oh, whatever. Whatever. It looks good. Right. It looks good. Right. Well, in that case, I, I think we'll just finish on that uh, note. And by the way, I downloaded the game, which I'll talk about next week, which I wish I'd never downloaded now. Ooh, teaser for next week, everyone. Yeah, because because I, you know, when you say, do, do you want to get push notifications? And you go, no, thank you. Yeah. Well, I'm still bloody getting them, regardless of the fact that I said no, you thank you. That, so you delete the game. Yeah, well, I think I might be doing that at some point. I'll talk about it next week. Hey, one, um, one last game, I'm gonna, I, won't, I won't go into it at all, but uh, I played Power Star Golf on Xbox One. That's actually... All right, uh, okay. That is. Uh, did you guys ever play Hot Shots Golf back in the day on the, the original PS One? No, no. It's it really kind of scratches the same itch. It's really uh, it's it's not like the Tiger Woods hole. You got a the weird thumb stick. You know, you're swinging it back and forth trying to get the perfect hit. No, it's just like timing with the buttons and stuff, and it's a lot of fun. It's real kind of cartoony and just real pleasant. It's just kind of like you can just chill out and just kind of play a few rounds. What was that and Xbox One that we liked to on uh, off Golf or something? Some, some golf tee it off. Yeah, I'm, I'm imagining that game off. when you talk, Seth. Yeah. Oh, I played that one. Yeah, that was that was good too. That that, good. that one was only like what two or three little courses though, right? Three courses, I think. Yeah, yeah, there was something like three courses on it. So this one's got like five or six full courses, I think, if you get the whole game for twenty bucks. It's, cool. It's yeah. I keep I keep looking at this one. Have you seen? There's one on Steam at the moment. I can't remember what it's called now. A golf game. Oh, like um, golf club or something like that, or. Yeah, it's all procedurally generated, so every course is completely different when you load it up. Mm. So I keep looking at it, but it's, it's, it's quite expensive. So having, if it's in a sale, I might buy that. <laughs> uh, but that looks very photorealistic as well. It's a very cool-looking game. Um, so anyway, let's move on to the Facebooks, where I asked if anybody had any questions for this week's show. Uh, okay. We had 17 responses. Facebook, Facebook. So here Facebook. we go. Um the first one's off Chris Ho, and he says this, I've spent about five to ten hours on Watch Dogs now, and to be fair, I've found it to be pretty crap. It's just a glorified GTA with fancy phone. The guys over on the Game Punch have said it best. Do any of you guys feel the same with it? Have you any of you played it enough to be able to give any sort of review? I can't be alone on this one. Let down. Um, you sort of agree said, with him. I kind of agree. I wouldn't wholly Seth doesn't know. He's been I think Chris Ho can get fucked. Oh, 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 that's quite strong. That's quite strong. Um, no, I, I wouldn't guy, say it was crap, guy, Chris but I can see its faults. 
I can see see the reason why people may feel that way. I don't know what Kay thinks of you, Stu. Kind of what Kay thinks of yeah. me. Uh, Mark Singh says, do you genuinely feel there will be any surprises at E3 this yes. week? Yeah. Yeah, I think there definitely there will be. There won't be as many ones, because there never is. And some of the surprises won't be that great. But there'll be one or two that'll be like, yeah, this looks good. Yeah, which will be which will be tomorrow in our case for us. Yeah, so E3 would have happened by now. Yeah, I've we'll some have down talk about E3. Like people, are, they seem to have this like, oh, they're, I'm just ready to be let down, and the big companies are going to let me down. It's like that's just kind of like negative thinking. Like every year at E3, there's always surprises. Some of them, like you said, some of them aren't good. Some of them are, but there's there's surprises every year. It's definitely going to release this show early, Stu, so it doesn't make because it won't make sense for anyone. Yeah, it don't matter, does it? But to be honest with you, it'd be interesting to see if there were. We can answer that question yeah. next week. But, but people listening to this will be like, yeah, there was, it was shit. Or, it was there the were best. There were loads of surprises. Um, I mean, from my point of view, I just think how excited I was back in 2009 when I saw The Last Guardian for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I saw a thing recently. Uh, they were like, oh, yeah, remember a few years ago at E3 when Ubisoft did that, like, Battle tag thing. They actually had like the light. Oh god, yeah, laser tag thing. Yeah, in your system, and then you play with somebody else, and your stat, and like that never fucking happened. That was ridiculous. Yeah, that never happened. And also the vitality sensor from from um, Nintendo. Oh, I, I always that remember battle that tag one was more cringy because they had like full ground adults running around like fucking idiots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was great. But the vitality sensor, they just went, oh, this might come out. I don't know. Who cares? What was there was what was the one where the guy did the demo and it was like um, it wasn't rock band but it was something like rock it was, band. It was Navi drums. It was the um, it was no no it wasn't no it was bloody thingy it was wasn't music, it uh, music no it was the dancing thing for Connect wasn't it? Yeah, it was Wii music. No no there was that but the one I remember is the guy doing the dancing yeah and he yeah. had two professional dancers behind him and he was oh, he was like that was one yeah I was talking about you know Nintendo <laughs> Dance uh, Central you know Nintendo announced the Wii Music I just yeah. had that guy Navi Drummers just drumming for fucking like five minutes non-stop but he he didn't have any drum kit he was just like whacking air <laughs> yeah weird but but no, the one I always remember was uh, yeah was the guy doing Dance Central and he was just some nerdy dude trying to look cool dancing on Dance Central. <laughs> Bless him, though. That took some balls, man. <laughs> you know what I love at E3? You know, you know how they always do like the gameplay demos, and they're super, super scripted, which is fine. They, you know, they got to make sure everything works right when they're showing it to everybody. Giant enemy cram. Yep. Yeah. But, you know, they'll have, like, they're, if they're playing, like, a multiplayer game or some co-op or, you know, against each other, and they do that super, super scripted thing where they know exactly what they're going to say as if they're really surprised and having a good time at that time, you know? And they're like, they're like, oh, John, you really got me there, man. He's like, yeah, I just took yeah. you to school. Well, <laughs> and invite comes in and he goes, what's this? My buddy wants to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Picture oh, in John, picture. that's so weird that he's online right during E3. <laughs> I'll just bring him into the game. Hey, John, how's the family? Oh, they're okay. You know, it's it'd like... Be, just so I was going to say, it'd be good if he came in, he didn't know he was on E3, he just said, oh, yeah, I've had a really fucking hard time <laughs> yeah. today. Actually, I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell you, you're a fucking dick and I hate you. Uh, great, John. I think, I think there was some quite funny stuff the year of Connect when Connect was announced properly, officially. You know, that, the bottom of my shoe. Yeah, the bo- well, my favourite thing about Connect was they brought... Well, on, the, on the year they announced Project Natal, as it was, um, yeah. they brought out Tony Hawk first, 
all right? And he yeah. spoke about 15 minutes about this new peripheral, all right? Where he stand on the skateboard for his new Tony Hawk game. The God in the scan it, scan it in. The, literally, the next thing you could do, the, the next thing they announce, Peter Molyneux comes out, oh, Project Natal, you don't need peripherals. And they fucking put a skateboard game in the showreel. Yeah, but they didn't they scan us. No, they that, scanned that the skateboard. What I'm saying is, Tony Hawk came out with this new peripheral filled with technology. I quote, filled with technology. I was just yeah. going to say that, yeah. but he said it's like, it's filled with technology. And then it was like, um, by the way, Microsoft, uh, yeah, it's, uh, we don't need any peripherals anymore. Fuck off, Tony Hawk. And that was one of the worst selling games. I saw that somewhere once in game for about a quid yeah. or two quid with the peripheral. With the peripheral. Yeah. 99 cents. Yeah. You can find that just about anywhere in the States now. Yeah, it's the cheapest thing ever. But uh, also, how could we ever forget Project Milo? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? When that woman's talking yeah. to the creepy kid and like everyone saw, and even us were taken in thinking, God, how cool is You'll be able to speak to this you were taking virtual... You were taking oh, I were taking it. This virtual person who will understand you and speak back to you from the screen yeah. like it's a real person. It was Rolf Harris's dream game. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> Sorry, Seth. Can you guess what it is yet? <laughs> Rolf Harris is, uh, is now, he was, you know, a child presenter and has now been outed as a paedophile, Seth. Oh, well, good for him. In in the UK currently, Seth, just to put this into perspective, pretty much any sort of comedy personality from the 80s and 70s has been outed as a paedophile. Look, because there's another guy called Jimmy Savile that we should have spotted fucking miles away there as a paedophile. Yeah. Right. Jim will fix it for you, all right? right. So, can I just go on this rant for a sec? I called <laughs> Rolf Harris, right? I was like, he's got to be one. All right, look at him. All right, and now, I'm going to call this... If you read this in the news next week, Stu, and f- forgive me, yeah. American audiences, but if you read this in the news next week, right, was it, sorry, um, the Chuckle Brothers have been prosecuted with Peter Figgler. You know what I mean? Like, they're next. Nah, whoa, whoa, whoa. You leave the Chuckle the Brothers Chuckle alone. Bro- right. Seth, go on Google and Google Chuckle Brothers and tell me or tell me not, do they look like some, some fucking weird Look, they, they featured in the remake they of did. Half-Life. They were on mugs in the world. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're next. You leave them alone. Well, I I blame the uh, British people in the 80s because what was it about your uh, sense of comedy that you liked all these pedophiles so much? I don't know, but I think the Chuckle Brothers would be passing the soap in jail saying to me, to you a lot. (laughs) (laughs) To me, to you. I'm looking at pictures Um, right now. Those are some some, some sweet mustaches. There you go. See? Please just arrest them on site. Just look. You you probably are, right? You know what I mean? Just come on. Let's save (laughs) everybody some time. Anyway, we have got a lot of questions, so we need to get through these. Uh, Peter Marshall says E3 predictions, well, they would be a bit redundant at this point. (laughs) But we've talked about previous E3 stuff. There you go. We've, We've looked back a little bit. Uh, but thank you anyway. Uh, Pete Landemore says... Price drops I on last-gen systems. Say what? Price drops on last-gen systems. Both of them. Yes. My pres- I, I can't see any reason why that won't happen. Um, and I think... I think and, I, and I've said this already. I think that Sony will drop the price of the PS4. I Ooh, think. I don't think so. You think? I think they will. I think they'll stick the knife in. Ooh. I think that even if they do buy $50... I don't think it'll be a massive amount, but I think they'll do a price drop just to kind of twist the knife in Microsoft. I don't think they're going to do it, but it's it's possible. I don't think I don't think you'll see any more price drops this year from the, the two major consoles. You could see, yeah, but Sony hasn't really done a price drop yet. 
Well, either has Nintendo or either has uh, Microsoft. Really, they just got rid of the Connect and then you know charge you hundred dollars. Yeah, but they've kind of tried to in a in a roundabout yeah. way because that's the whole point they did that. Oh, for sure. But it it will if they if they've managed to get the cost down of manufacturing over the last six to eight months, you know, whilst they've been making the PS4s and got it to a price where they can still make a profit, it, I I would not be shocked. I would that not a PS4 be shocked. Price drop? Yeah, oh, yeah, I think that, I think that's on the cards, man. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me at all because I think. They're, they're going to go for the killer blow. It'd be ballsy. They could do it. Yeah, I think they're going to go for the I killer blow. I think it's blow. an easy call, really. It's just like, oh, you dropped your price. That's adorable. Bam, $50 less. Yeah, yeah. It just wouldn't surprise me. Because it's all psychological, and they know that. You know, even if it's a little bit less. You know, I think I think they're definitely going to do that. I think so. Mm, I would be very shocked. Uh Anyway, IPT says, I have an Xbox One. Should I get a PS4 as well? Well, my short answer would be no. Yeah. Not yet. You know, yeah, I would just stick with the Xbox One. You're going to get the same games. They might look ever so slightly better or run ever so slightly better on the PS4, but it's going to be so negligible. In in reality, you won't be able to tell the difference. Unless you really... I mean, look at some of the exclusives. Scrutinize. Look at some of the exclusives on the PS4, which there aren't many. But have a look anyway, and if you really think you're going to miss those, then get one. Yeah, I mean, but it, to be honest, just wait. If you if you if yeah. you're going to miss exclusive, just wait. Look, two three years, it'll be like much much cheaper than it is now. I mean, don't get me wrong. Infamous Second Son looks cool. If, you, and if you've got one really console, really well. like, that's it. Isn't it? That's all you need for now. But that's kind of all it was. It was you know the story wasn't amazing. It was good, and it, it's kind of just finished quite abruptly, which it was fine. You know, it was out of the way hey, and done, but. It's definitely not a reason to buy a PS4. Yeah. I mean, the, the the only thing the only thing I would say if you've got a Vita and you have a PS3 Ugh. and you get a PS4, you, you get a lot of games on PS Plus, no and that's probably the only reason to buy one. Yeah. The only people that care about Vita that people that have all Sony consoles. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Oh. Verbal Rob on Bosswave, he's a yeah. he's on Sony man. Uh, the next one kind of ties in. Well. He's, he loves all that. The kind of next one ties in. James Hill says, "Stew." Do you regret buying your PS4? As it never seems to get used. Please, Duke, for the love of God, play The Last of Us. Well, he kind of has done it. He still doesn't like it. So, so that answers that question. As for regrets, no, I don't have any regrets, really. You know why? I don't. He's fucking loaded. No, he's not going <laughs> to fucking Oh, he does all right. He does all right. It's because, no, in, in all he seriousness. He bought two PS2s, actually. He burnt one in front of all the poor people. No, I did not. And that's a, and there's a PS4, not a PS2. Um, but no, I don't. I don't regret it. I mean, I'll be honest with you. It gets mainly used at the moment. It's mainly used for Netflix. Um, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Brilliant. Um, but I also. But that, that all being said, um, I do play games. I was playing Rayman Legends just the other day. Good, 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 good. And that's a good game. That is a good game. And I was getting Millie to play that as well. So we, we were both playing that. And also, I've been playing obviously um, Pixel Junk Shooter Ultimate on it. Right. You know that came as a freebie. Um. So there's 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 games on there to play. There is games, and I played a bit of Outlast on there, even though I played and finished that on the PC. But I played. But my my biggest problem I've got is if it if I can run it on my PC, I'm gonna get it cheaper on there. So it's hard to justify paying the extra fifteen quid for a, the same game as I'm gonna be able to play on my PC, and that's my biggest problem with uh, playing maybe games. Maybe if you buy it on the PS4, it'll work, and it won't cost you an extra ten hours, and you don't have to buy anybody a sandwich. Whatever, I get you. <laughs> It's hard to argue with that point. 
very hard. But no, I don't. I don't regret it really. I can't say I regret it. Uh, David Tripney, he says, "How long could you last without access to any form of gaming?" Uh, but you were made aware of the new releases, gaming news, etc. Uh, days, weeks, months, or would it not bother you at all? So, Seth, first off to you as you're the guest, how how long could you manage without gaming? Well, so I can actually, I can really answer this question because uh, I went backpacking through Europe back in 2007 for about four months, and I only two days out of that entire four months had the opportunity to play video games. And, I, and that's it, that, even on mobile devices. Well, back then, you know, I didn't even have a mobile device. Back oh. then? Well, was he craving, though? Was he just rocking back and forth back in some in French day. hotel going, oh, I just want to play a game? I was, I was definitely craving. I So when I was in Dublin for a week, they had this I've been place. to Dublin. It's great. Temple Bar. Have you, did you go there? I did. Brilliant. Uh, so in Dublin, they had this place. Um, it was like an actual, I guess they were affiliated with Microsoft, but it was like an Xbox center whatever you know what it was but they had like 13 stations and like comfy chairs and you could rent out games by the hour and just play them right there on nice hgtvs and they you know they had like energy drinks and all the you know whatever's going on and but i just i went in there and i was like you know what i don't care if it costs me a hundred bucks i'm just gonna sit here all day for one day nothing but play video games because i was like you know three months into my trip and i hadn't touched a video game so i was like yep and that was that was a fantastic day and what did you play uh, what was your? What was your? When you sat down, what was your first go-to game? The first game I played, I think, was Rainbow Six. Because remember, this is two thousand, like late two thousand six, early two thousand seven. This right, okay. You know, so, uh, and I think I played a little Gears of War because that had just come yeah, out, yeah. and I played some NBA two K seven. Those are the ones I specifically remember playing. You see, I've got this month. It was NBA two K fourteen was was free on the PS three. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a whirl. You never know. I like basketball as a game. That's, a, that's a good game. That's, that's I believe so. Yeah. I believe it's amazing. So I'm I'm kind of looking forward to giving it a whirl, really. So what about you, Chinny? How long could you last? I, thought, I think around about... I mean, I could probably last more, but I think I start to get an itch. Like, I haven't played video games properly for a, for a, about a week now, but I've, I've dabbled in Halo Wars. I, if I haven't played a game for, like, two weeks, I start to get... You know, ooh, I need to, I need to play a game. I need right. to do something. You know what I mean? Like I need, uh, and I get frustrated more and more the less I play games. After two weeks, I'm like, oh come on, you know, like going cold turkey. And I, I just need, just need to get anything. I start looking over people's shoulders, see if they're playing Angry Birds, anything. I'm bejeweled. Oh, let me match those three, three for you. You know, just to just to get that game in. So roughly about two weeks, I think, and then I start to feel like I need to play something. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of kind of in a bit of a weird place because I'm kind of enjoying the smaller games really. At the moment, I, can't, I quite like playing stuff on my iPad. That doesn't know, answer the question. It's still games. Well, let me you just go without it. fucking playing anything. What if you had no iPad, no phone to play on? You had nothing. Like, how long could you go? Nothing. I reckon. I, you see, I'd probably miss more not being able to play new stuff than just yeah. playing games in general. Yeah, you'd see all the news come out. Yeah, I think. I think probably. Maybe a couple of weeks, probably, and then I wouldn't be that bothered at that. Maybe two, three weeks. Yeah. But I think at that point, I'd be, I'd feel like I was missing out. Yeah. You like the dude, different. don't you? Stu? You look like yeah. Something's yeah. old. You like blah, bold. So I'd be, I'd be probably less bothered about playing video games per se, but more bothered about the fact that I was missing out on the new shiny stuff. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You got to get the new stuff. Well, I'm not too. Yeah. That. I just like playing a game for you know, like just. 
It's just I just need to play something. When I got okay, back Mark. from Europe in like two weeks, I had like three thousand gamer score. I did nothing. Wow, that is crazy. <laughs> I did nothing. You like binged oh, on I just games. Totally binged when I got back. It was great. Uh, Mark Greeny says, we've so many games being delayed until 2015, has the Wii U temporarily become the console with content? No. I, uh, I looked at a Wii U the other day, I was like, you know what? You know what? Still I think I think the problem with the Wii U, it's got maybe maybe four or five really good games yeah. on it. It's got a few Mario games, like two, three Mario games. Yeah. It's got Mario Kart, Pikmin 3. Yeah. And I think there's an Animal, animal Crossing, is there? Or was that a 3D? Yeah, no, no, there's not, no Animal oh, Crossing, but they've also got, they've got the Zelda Wind Waker like, HD remake. Which I've already played, so, you know, they've got four games for me. Which, like, you know, I start to, it's 250 quid, though, here. You know, yeah. to just there or thereabouts. And I, I just think, you know, if that was 100 quid less, like, I'd probably get it, you know, and, and just have a few... I'd pick them three and all that stuff, and then probably sell it or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they just, they just, for me, they still just haven't got enough stuff on it. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in the same boat. I plan on getting it eventually when it's cheaper, but to his question of like, oh, because some things are getting delayed on the next-gen consoles, is that the one with content? It's nah. The, the next-gen consoles still have ten times more stuff to buy yeah. this. And I don't have a next-gen. I'm still working on my backlog, which is ridiculous. So, Yeah, yeah I think on the next-gen, they've got plenty of multi-platform games on there, but they haven't got anything... They haven't got very many consoles specifically. I haven't got Evolve... And that's the stuff that's getting delayed until next year, is a more console-specific well, Didn't stuff. 1886 get delayed? Uh, I think it might have I think done. it did. I think it's still coming out this year, but oh, I think it's been delayed it's, uh, next year. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Mm, I'm going to look now. No. Mm. <laughs> you might be right. I think you may Let be right. Let me do right. uh, Stu's internet browsing noise. I'm looking now. I'm looking now. The order 1886. Oh, let's have a look. Release date. Let's see what it says. Uh, delayed until early 2015. Um, boom, bang, still boom. Still delivering news, Seth. You know what I mean? There you go. That's right. Yeah. It's been, uh, yeah, early 2015. Developer ready at dawn has announced news conspiracy of the PS blog post. Good, fine. Just make it good. Yeah. Early 2015. There's quite a few things coming early 2015. It's going to be a glut of games again in early 2015. A glut. It's going to be a glut. It's going to be a good look. Um, so there you go. More come. Um, David Tripney says, as well, just in comment, I think in reply to the negative about Watch Dogs, I'm loving Watch Dogs. I'm enjoying it way more than GTA 5, each to their own, I suppose. Indeed, indeed, indeed. As we proved indeed. on this podcast. Yeah, Brandon Conway, he says, has there ever been a time when you were addicted to any game? Yes. Ooh, what was it? It's only happened a couple times. Um, once back when I was like circa 2000, uh, the, the original Sims, I had to just completely go cold turkey on it. I couldn't stop playing it. Yes, it was, yes, I played that shit ton. And then the one that comes to mind uh, most recently was Civilization Revolution on Xbox 360. That game, it's just that one more turn, one more turn, one more turn. And I would play for like 10, 12 hours straight. Like I would be hungry and I wouldn't even get up to get food. And I had to just give it to Wow. Me. And that, I mean, it very rarely happens to me. It's like two or three times in a decade, but I've just had to like put away a game. I just like, I cannot go near that. It's just too much. Wow. That is crazy. Um, Chini, you, what about you? Oh, sorry. You, sorry. Um, I'm playing Halo Wars. What did you ask? I, mean? <laughs> I like there it. That's go. good. That's good. Says it all. Um, believe it or not, the the one I got addicted to was Gears of War. Yeah, Gears of War. You, you love that one, didn't you? 
Yeah, and and I'll be honest with you, I played it nearly every night for about a month solid. That was great, those times, those times. But I got to a point, right, and this is no word of a lie, when I would go to bed and I could not switch off. As soon as I closed my eyes, all I could see were Gears of War. You must have been living this sort of life at the same time because I. It was horrendous, yeah. right, and that and that was the end of it because I'm like, I cannot do this anymore i cannot go to bed at two o'clock in the morning i was, I was, and I was, my eyes up, in bed and thinking about going into cover yeah yeah and having dream i was actually literally dreaming about gears of war like properly dreaming about the yeah. game like being in it or playing it or something to do with it and i'm like this is not healthy exactly um and, and i that's the only game i can think of where i had to sort of play it just like you know that much um and more recently flappy bird i had to just stop playing that because one morning i sat there and i sat and i played it for about for about two hours without stopping i remember i remember rinsing one of the mass effects i think it was two or three yeah i think two i think two i've a proper like rinse that game yeah uh, and i'm just like this is not this is not happening this is not so i and i've never touched flappy bird since flappy bird you know, so I just completely. So yeah, that's it for me, and and I'm guessing yours is Halo Wars. Halo Wars, Halo Wars. Yeah. Uh, he says anyway. In high school, I was addicted to Counter Strike. It's all I would do if I didn't get in at least eight hours in a day. I would get angry. Good hell. <laughs> get yeah. angry. Ah, didn't do a full day. Yeah, I can't ever. I mean, I'm trying to think of the last time. I think the original Mass Effect. I remember. Thinking about that when I wasn't playing it. Yeah, original Call of Duty, like the Call of Duty Four. Like I, I got addicted yeah. to that. Yeah. For multiple. You see, I haven't got a really addictive personality, so I, I don't tend to really get that addicted to anything. Yeah, I don't either. Generally, the the only multiplayer game I was ever that just crazy into was uh, on the original Xbox Rainbow Six Three. Like in the early uh, yeah. Xbox Live, I would play that like four hours every night with like a bunch of buddies online. That was the only time yeah. I was ever kind of a part of like a really really tight knit gaming community. Of like actually playing together every day, like MMO yeah. stuff. Only it was multiplayer shooter, and I, I have never met you know ninety percent of them. Yeah, you see, there's I mean multiplayer. I think since Gears of War, apart from Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead Two, and, and obviously uh, Team Fortress Two, I haven't really played that much multiplayer stuff. Yeah, you know, kind of. All right, what's next? Um, uh, Michael Edwards asks. How important are side missions to you all? Are you happy to get to the end of the game, or do you prefer to complete it 100%? That's a good uh, question. Depends what they are. Yeah. And if they're if they're good, then I I mix it up. You know, I do a bit of like Assassin's Creed 4 is my example. You know, I do a bit of the missions, do more side quests, mission side quests, and I try and judge it sort of right at the same time. Where when I finish the game, I've only got a few things left to do. Yeah, I mean, uh, unlike Chini last week, I couldn't really give a shit about side missions in games. For me, you know, all I yeah, all I want to do is just play the story to the end and and sort of move on to the next thing. For me, it's like a balance of a few things. A, are there achievements associated with it? Because Jake. I do, you know, I kind of tear uh, it in front of the horse thing a little bit. If there's something I'm going to get out of it, I sort of go after it, even if it's meaningless. And then whether they're actually fun and just you know that, that balance of like, is it worth it? If it's tedious crap, I'm not going to do tedious crap just to get an achievement, but if it's like, oh, it's kind of a fun side mission, I get an achievement out of it, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I think the only, the only, only ever time I've done that was the agility orbs in Crackdown. Those and are you got them all? And I got them all. I got every single last one of them, oh, and that oh, last bitch. one. Yeah, that last one when I saw it. I was kind of, it was kind of a weird thing. I was kind of elated, and like, 
ah, oh, that's it, all at the same time. And I, I got that plink. I've wasted I got my life, is that what you thought? Yeah, I got that achievement. I was just like, eh, it doesn't feel as sort of life-changing as I thought it would. <laughs> you thought it was going to change your life? <laughs> yeah, I did. It didn't. I mean, the um, thing is, like, sometimes if you do a side mission and it has, like, a really cool, like, you get a whole new set of armor and then you get to wear that set of armor for the whole game for the next 20, 30 hours, then sometimes it can be really worth it because it changes your whole game experience. I always discover that shit after I finish the main mission. I was like, yeah, I'm yeah. done with this. Yeah, I mean, when I when I made my first set of amber armor in um, Oblivion, that was a cool moment. Mm-hmm. And I look cool. Um, Lewis Danson, he says... Uh, what has been the funniest thing you have ever seen whilst gaming? <laughs> uh, I can answer this. Halo War, oh, sorry, Halo Three, uh, Rocket Races. Oh yeah. Rocket Ra- oh. If you don't know what Rocket Races are, you go on a mongoose, which is basically a quad bike. The person on the quad bike, uh, the p- two, you can go. There's two on the quad bike. They're both indestructible, and the quad bike's indestructible. The person, ha- there's a driver and a. Um, passenger, everybody's got rocket launchers and basically it's king of the hill so you have to get to the point on, on the map with your mongoose and everybody's trying to shoot each other with mon- like rocket launchers off mongooses and it was the best thing I've ever played in a video game and I could not stop laughing <laughs> Now I remember that, do you remember that night when we had a play date and it was that, just that tunnel going down yeah, constantly yeah, yeah. and that's just the funniest thing I've ever seen in, in yeah. any multiplayer game yeah. So Halo 3 uh, Rocket Races was my yeah, some people came up with some crazy things in that yeah. game. Yeah, it was very cool. Um, <laughs> most recently for me, I would say uh, playing multiplayer Broforce at Res was very funny. We we laughed a lot playing that game. Just the crazy over-the-top shit that was going down on screen and just laughing at getting each other killed. You know, that was, that was kind of a lot of fun. And I would say the um, sword fighting in the, in the original Monkey Island. Sword fighting with phrases. That was very funny. So what about you, Seth? The uh, funniest thing that you've seen in a game? Yeah, the, the funniest single moment probably ever. I was playing uh, Skyrim, and I you know, had, they have those followers, you know, and it was like this real kind of burly, barbarian-looking guy, real deep voice, and he was always following me around. He was fun. And then I was going down kind of like a, a spiral staircase into like a like a pit, you know, but it was like, it was like a circular pit. And then as I was going down, I looked up, and there was some kind of glitch where there was no water in it. I was just walking down and I was breathing. But he was like kind of floating in air, like swimming. But like weird thing where like his arms were like, you know, like going out to the sides and his legs like kind of like opening his crotch and closing like he was swimming, you know, like <laughs> it was the most bizarre thing. I actually took a video of it. So I, sh- I should post that sometime. So he was just like a, a frog. <laughs> he was like, yeah, something like a frog. Only he was just in midair. There was no water. And he's just like gracefully like bum, 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 bum. Well, his was, uh, would be Naughty Bird watching the other bird's faces uh, when they saw you killing another bird. It was priceless. Shame the game froze That was fun. <laughs> it was fun, but it was a bit rubbish. Um, Daniel Luke Hall says, do you think there'll be any price drops for new consoles uh, that'll be announced at E3? Well, I, we, well, I kind of do. but You'll I guess already you'll know, know by now, but we say You'll PS4, already know when right? you hear PS4. this. Uh, Don Ramirez Hume says, anyone take pre-workout drinks to play games? No. Does he, does he mean like sort of red bull stuff i think maybe those like protein shakes yeah that's what i mean like not really i'm guessing he plays some serious gaming if he needs one of them to uh, give him I, enough energy to play if he's talking about pre-workout drinks those are the ones that have like a little bit of like caffeine and ginseng and some like creatine for like building your muscle and if you're not actually working out i would say that's probably bad for you man 
Jesus. That doesn't sound good. Um, then some guy called Seth McNick says, uh, who's that handsome devil? Hey, who is that handsome devil? I don't it's know. you. I don't know. It's you. <laughs> it's you. And then to round us out, Antonio Phillips says, is it just me? Or, or are there barely any AAA games getting demos nowadays? I would actually agree. That's a good point. I would actually agree. I don't, I don't think there's very many Thanks. AAA games getting demo anymore. I don't think there's very many anymore. AAA games coming out, for example. But, but yeah, I, I think it takes time to make a demo, and it's, now, it's not mandatory for anyone to make it. No, I think, I think that's partly it. But I also think, you know, as we know over the last sort of 12 months, it's been proven that demos are actually detrimental. Not always, not always. In a lot of, te- in a lot of cases. Bioshock. Yes, but that is a, no, one of the sorts not. of exceptions. It is. No, it's not. They did a study, like some big uh, consulting firm, yeah. said that no. in general, it, it lowers your... No, they didn't. Lowers your sales. Oh, it does. Didn't. It's proven. No, they didn't. You know, a good example is, so like UFC, which, you know, I'm kind of into it, I'm not really, but like, it's a very simple thing. You pick it up, and you fight. And that's what you're going to do in the full game. So they put a demo out because they want you to know what it is like to fight. But if you have like a 20-hour game, how do you really realistically show somebody a demo of that without giving them a long, long demo? Like how do you tell somebody what that game's going to be like? And then it's very easy to get frustrated right away if it isn't immediately fun. And then they decide not to buy it, whereas they might have just bought it with the hype. You know, So like demos... Let me, let me ask you this. Yes. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 ended up at number one in the UK charts as a game. It was off. If they had released a demo, do you think it would have had any chance of doing? I don't think it would have made a difference. I think it would. I still think they would have sold less. I don't think it would have made a difference. I think they would have sold less because some people would have realized it was shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then we have got a few on the Twitters. Yeah, I've got a few on the Twitters. Uh, Mr. Miyagi1984 says, uh, Like Stu, I have a gaming PC, but hearing about his problems with Watch Dogs, is a gaming PC worth it? Nope. It is. That is, a, that is an isolated one-off case in the main, as far as I'm concerned, for me. <laughs> I, just bloody we put a bet on it, and there he goes. That was I an know. isolated case. Well, it is. I mean, do you think I'd have put the that's best like on it? Let's go to, to OJ Simpson and go, look, I only killed one wife. Like, <laughs> yeah, but like what a, no, seriously. No, listen. If I'd, have, not I'd had multiple issues with every game I tried to play on PC, do you think I would have even bet anyone? Why would I bet people if I'd had loads of I'm issues? I'm drinking more juice now. Yeah, shit it. I um, it, it just costs more, so it's all about what you want to get out of it. I eventually it, plan on getting a game. It doesn't cost more. It doesn't. It costs less in the long run. How many cheap games do not you get on PC? Not all elite hacks like you, Stu. Okay. It's not about being elite, but it's it's a much more cost-effective way to game. I save fifteen quid on Watch Dogs, even though it took me a few goes to get it going. But I still save fifteen pounds. I might have spent an extra ten hours making it work. But hang on, how much is your time worth, Seth? Exactly. I save fifteen pounds. I, I kind of disagree with that, although it's a longer conversation. Oh yeah. Yeah, start. we haven't got oh, time. Yeah, to I'm, be fair, we're running I'm out of time, tired. so we haven't. That's something for the next time you come on the show. Sure. Um, Andrew Gould, he says, what have you guys been up to lately? Well, I guess we've just been through a lot of that stuff. Yeah. There's not much more to add to it's that. It's good to hear from Andrew. I like Andrew. Yeah. One of the nicest yeah. guys in the world, Seth. Hi, Andrew. And then David Tripney, who also obviously replied on the Facebook, said, at this time, the power of next gen is mainly being used for clothing blowing in the wind. There you go. Okay. I kind of get what he means. I'm glad you do. Well, it just means like it's mainly being used for just fancy physics in games, you know, like clothes flapping. Okay. 
and things of and people's hair yeah. moving about. Yeah, yeah, the next big steps will be in AI. Got to get AI better. AI. They definitely the have built. But that takes more programming time, and that's the reason that's they've they've probably got the sort of technology to do it, but they've got to get someone to spend time programming I have to, I or working out a way of making it work better. I think it's more that just they're being held back by what we were talking about because they make the last gen version and then they they can't put that in that version, so it just doesn't get in. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I mean, I know I keep coming back to the forest, but it's, it seems interesting what... Are we sponsored by the forest this week? No, but it just <laughs> seems interesting what they've managed to do with that because the AI in that, seem, although there are all these weird mutant things, they seem to work in a really realistic way. Sort of running off when they get attacked and then regrouping and coming back with additional people to hunt you down. The forest available I don't know. I just think it's kind of interesting what they're doing. I don't think it's a game I'd probably enjoy playing, but I just think it's interesting. Huh. So, and that's and that's kind of it. So, thank you to everybody who replied on the Facebooks and the Twitters and stuff. You. Always take time. Um, we have got an additional speak pipe this week, but as you know, Duke Let's has gone. We'll save week. it till next. We'll save it for next week. And that's from uh, Chris MJW, your co-host. Ah, yes. Now, boss, boss. it may well be that he's included stuff about you, so I do apologize if that's the case. Pertaining to me being on, yeah, it might be. Yeah, yeah, pertaining to you being on, but we'll hear it next week. So thank you very much for that. Cool. Yeah, so this week. time, next time we record, E3 will be done and dusted. It'll be done. It'll be done. And I've got, unfortunately, I'll be working late tomorrow, so I'm going to miss it live. I'm just going to, whatever, I don't care. I'll just, right. I'll just <laughs> catch up on it, whatever. Total quickfire. What is the one thing you're most looking forward to at E3? Stu. Um, I don't know, really. The new stuff. Stuff I don't know about that's interesting and, and innovative. Jenny? Ditto Stu and more Evolve. Evolve? Yeah, more Evolve. Yes, I want to see more of that game. Because that looks brilliant, I reckon. For me, I think oh. it's The Witcher 3 and that Shadows of Mordor. I just want to yeah. see more. Yeah, I'm not a Lord of the Rings fan, but that looks wicked. It does look good. It does look good. And I, I also think like it'll be interesting to see, because we know Valve are going to be there doing something. Oh, yeah, maybe Rockstar on there is Red Dead 2, probably. Yeah, that could, that could that, come. I mean, that's really oh, oh, Red Dead 2 would be just so amazing. There's 2K, I think uh, I'd said, like, you know, Red Dead 2 is the thing. Oh, that would, yeah. that would be the, the thing. Oh. But I, gen- I genuinely believe if Valve announce anything, it'll be more likely to be Left 4 Dead 3 than anything else. I'll be all right with that. Look I don't think yeah, Left 4 Dead doesn't really use E3, do they? They kind of just do their own thing, don't they? Oh, no, they've been, they, came, they came when Portal 2 launched and oh. they, they came on the Sony stage yeah. that year. They said, we're going to be w. big on Sony. It never happened. Yeah, yeah. So they have, they have been there and they announced Left 4 Dead 2 at E3 as well. Mm. They did, they did. They did, and they got loads of stick and backlash about that. So yeah, no, I, they, no, they do, they do arrive, but they only arrive if they've genuinely got something to tell you. So they don't just sort of, you know, turn up and they you give know, away not portal badges. Yeah, yeah. So yes, I, I think yeah, I can't see it being portal related. I still think if they ever, ever release Half Life Three, it'll have portal gun in it. But <laughs> you know, I think, you know, I think they'll work out a way to fix that in it. You know, make that work with Half Life, but we'll see. It'd be good if good Gordon Freeman comes across the, the moment at the end of Portal 2. You know. Do, you know, do you know what I predict? If they ever do Half-Life 3, what the trailer will be? What? It'll be loads and loads of gameplay, right? Gameplay, gameplay, gameplay. And, get, and then at the very end of the trailer, Gordon Freeman will say something. <laughs> this Ooh. shit don't get real. <laughs> yeah. Instead of really deep voice like that. This is so fucked up. 
I fucking hate combined soldiers. <laughs> oh, like, like the, the um, what was it? The Starcraft trailer at the end. The main character just goes, "It's about time." Yeah, yeah. that's what he'll do. He'll just he'll say something. <laughs> Holy shit! Holy shit! Great if his voice all this time he hasn't talked, and at the end he's just like, "I'm really upset." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's why he hasn't been talking. Okay. I'm not a right. scientist. Shout outs. We need to get those in and get the hell out of here. So over to you, Seth, as the guest That's for it. your shout outs. All right. I'd like to shout out to you, fine gentlemen, for having me on today. This has been a lot of you. fun. Thank you. Yep. yep. <laughs> and uh, to Duke uh, for giving me his spot as he had to leave there. Um, I want to. Oh, out- thank God he went. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> I want to shout out the, uh, the Boss Wave crew, Chris and Zach and Rob. And uh, I want to shout out Matthew Bolzanello, a kind of a former Boss Wave guy. It is actually his birthday today as we record this. Happy birthday. Uh, happy I birthday. Think he actually, he had, a, he had a comment today, right? I don't know, did he? I thought you said something about Matthew Bolzanello earlier. He quite possibly did, what, on the, on the Facebook? Yeah, it might have been. Yes, a minute, let me have a You see, I'm going to go and have to check now. Oh, God. I'm not even on that anymore. Say yes. I moved Just on. Yes. I moved on since then. Uh, just a minute, just a minute, just a minute. Dave, anyway, it's birthday. Happy um, birthday. No. <laughs> it's a short answer to that. No. 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 Happy All birthday, Matt. Not. Over to you guys. Um, yeah, Ginny, over to you. Uh, shout out to Seth, of course. Thanks for coming on. It's always good to speak to you for reals. It's rather you coming in my ears. Yeah, that, that sounds messy. Um, so thanks, Seth, for coming on. Yeah. Shout out to Coop from Void Games. It's his birthday today as we record this. Oh, okay. So another birthday. Uh, shout out to my brother for some reason who has a Tom Hanks tattoo now. On his thigh. Shout out to Clint Paul Tattoo Parlour in Wolverhampton because that's the, the guy. So if you're in the West Midlands region, £40 an hour, very good tattoos. There, so there, Tom there. Hanks. Tom Hanks, if you're a Tom Hanks fan. He's, he, he does specialise in face portraits, you see. So if you want a face portrait... Go to that guy. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Done. Is that it? You done? Yep. Yep. Very good. Um, well, I'd like to shout out Millie, I have to say. Because... You haven't mentioned she... her this episode. I know. I've got, well, I was saving it for me. Shout you out. You almost went a whole episode. I, I know. I know. Because she is becoming an absolute beast on stupid hard games. There you go. That's a thing. I know she she has literally just finished Mutant Muds on the on the iPad. She, you could she could make you millions. I know, um, and I was thinking, and I said this to her the other night because I, I was also watching her play that um, that new game. What the hell is that called? Duet. You know I the one that, know these that games. Was, they're all awful. yeah. Duet is they sort sound of like super awful. <laughs> it's not duet. Is really good. It's like super hexagon, but it's like a yin and a yang, and you've got to go around. It's all the one the with the little balls, and you have to go around. Yeah, 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 yeah. One's blue, one's red. No, that was actually good. Sorry, that is quite cool, but. I was watching her play like you know like a, a much later in the game kind of level, and it was just um, the precision she played with was just ridiculous. There you go, just ridiculous. So maybe she's gonna be a fighter uh, pilot. Don't know about that, but I do think she she. I keep telling her she needs to play Super Meat Boy because I think she'd be really oh, good yeah, at she'd that. Love that. And, it, and it's funny. Yeah, yeah, thing. That's yeah. I think anything like any crazy hard game, she just. I seems don't like to the demo for that Super Time Force. I still haven't played it. Yeah, and she's happy just to play it over and over and over again until she does. Kids it. do that. Kids do that. Yeah. So she is. She's incredibly impressive. So I was. I was thinking I'd do a compilation of clips of her playing games. You know, on the iPad mainly. 
she was playing. She was playing, you know, super hexing, and she's she's very rusty on that. I don't know what the rusty. state of '80s movie star pedophilia is in the, in your country right now. I don't know if I put up videos of her. No, I'd only put up a video of her hands playing. I wouldn't put her on it. Well, I need. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I guess it. On that note, I think we should end the show. <laughs> yeah, so I think on on that note. But uh, yes, I also want to shout out uh, Seth as also, yeah, you know, also Seth. for uh, coming on, and uh, Duke for saying he wasn't coming and then turned up anyway. <laughs> so there you go. That's a funny go, that dude. And uh, that's it. Yeah. Uh, so that's... back to Madison. I might be moving back to his neck of the woods. Oh, really? Oh, God help you. <laughs> yeah. No way. Where are you now? Lacrosse. 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 Is that the birth of Lacrosse? Is that where it started? Uh, well, I think it has something to do with that because that was like a Native American game. I don't, I don't know. I think it's just this is more like the crossing of rivers. There's like a, a few rivers here. That's not very interesting, is it? Yeah. yeah well, you know. French French explorers, what are you going to do? Sort it out, please. Can you just make that yeah. more interesting story, please? <laughs> yeah. It was just a bit boring. Really. Oh, what a right. We do need to get the hell out of here, so on that note, I guess we're going. See you later. Oh, you're a legend, Seth. Bye. Yes, thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. What, what, what? Do, do we have the outro song now? Is that a... No, because Chini doesn't... I, I doubt it's got... Don't you? It's got sort of ready. Don't you? I need to go to bed, man. I'm dying. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Just put it in perspective. I'm watching her play Super Hex, and she got to about 85 seconds today. 85 seconds. No, I'm just saying. But that, but her her longest score is still 312 no, seconds. Seth, you know what I mean? I'll tell him. Look, don't tell me about this. You know, it's, it's all. 312 seconds though. It's still it to a crazy score. <laughs> it does mean that you've played Super Hex, and you know lacrosse, exactly what. Seth, where is it? Yeah, where is lacrosse? Oh, uh, well, I think we He's, talked about this before. Where do you spell? Uh, where do you spell? How do you spell lacrosse? L A space C R O S S E. En français. Uh, so it's not spelled, not quite missing an S. Fucking E, though. Missing an S and an E and an E and an S. But he's still in Wisconsin. Yes. I'm right, it's right on the border of Minnesota. I like, I, my apartment, this. I look out over the Mississippi River and I see the bluffs of Minnesota. Yeah, that's that, we did talk about this because you said you look over the Mississippi River. That's wicked. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question, Seth. Yes. Uh, Mississippi is a very long word, word, but how do you spell it? M i s s i s s i p p i. No i t. <laughs> really, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Five-year-olds don't think that's funny. Five-year-olds hear that jump go, that's that <laughs> shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's Seth? a good joke, man. It's good. Bollocks, man. <laughs> just, 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 just stop. That's like there was some kid and this is real. It was on some documentary and he said, What's the capital of Paris? And he went, P. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. What was that? I don't know. Is there, no, the is there here the one about the duck that walks into the bar? Go on. No, no, well. So a duck on. walks into a bar, he goes up to the bartender, he says, uh, Hey, uh, you got any grapes? The guy's like, No, <laughs> we, don't have, we don't have any grapes. This is a bar. What are you, what are you talking about? Get out of here. I know this. The duck leaves, comes back the next day. Bartender's like, all right, what can I get you? He's like, hey, uh, you got any grapes? Like, no, we don't have grapes, stupid duck. I told you that yesterday. What are you doing? Get out of here. Comes in a third day. What can I get you? You got any grapes? He's like, hey, listen here, duck. If you come in here one more time asking for grapes, I'm going to nail your feet to the floor. This is, we don't have any grapes here. Get out of here. Duck comes back the next day. Bartender's just like, oh, what in the hell is going on here? Duck goes, uh, hey, you got any nails? No. Got any grapes? See? See? Uh, Isn't it? Is it? Have you heard the song of that, Seth? 
I think I actually have heard the song. Somebody recently turned me on to that. I, I, I just walked on. Yeah, it's that one. Brilliant. But I've, I've got a duck joke. Why have we got a library of duck jokes? I don't know, because I just thought a joke. Uh, a duck goes into a chemist, right. and he says to the man behind the counter, he says, you got any lip balm? And the chemist says, yeah, I can guess it. Is that a you paying cash? He says, no, just put it on me bill. What's the difference? Just put it on me bill. Do do an emu and um, HMRs. Oh, I don't know. Someone who sends you bills having common. They can both what? put their arse. You know what I mean? It's just the same what? stuff. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, I'll do it again. What does an emu... Is that even a joke? What does an and the gas board have in common? They can both stick their bills at their arse. There you go. <laughs> oh, Duck-related jokes. Eyebrow entertainment here. That's what. That's what oh, god, yeah, god, yeah. Stephen Fry listens every day. <laughs> is that is that where that comes from? No, I'm just saying. Like, hi, bro, Stephen Fry. Keep up, Stu. Come on. What? Forget it. Stephen Fry. He's the president in bloody the latest mm. 24, oh, and he's terrible. Out. No, I know. That's I'm not just... what I'm talking about. I'm just saying though, he's terrible in it. Right, right we've got to go. You here? We've got, we've got to go. Why did you come on this show, Seth? I know, yeah. Why did he agree? I, I often wonder why people agree to come and do this show. With Is he still there? I think he might have gone. You, I can't blame him if he has. You can follow me on Twitter at Magic Lozenge. Ah, yeah, what's up? Uh, he got it in, didn't he? All right, let's go. Jesus Christ. I am. I'm stopping it right now.